ओमानतिराजनशलाकया चक्षुन्मील तस्म श्रीगुरव नम नम ओं विष्णुपदा कृष्ण प्रेष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिदस्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वतीदेव गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषून्यवादी पाश्चातिणे जय श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभुनंदीअदाधर श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे Thank you very much, and welcome to the episode 18 of Strengthening Foundation series. And today's topic is, as you can see, importance of Ekadasi. <clears throat> so we have a lot to cover. So I will quickly start on this topic. Oops, Krishna. So importance of Ekadasi. So it is one of the most um, important days to follow as a Vaishnava. And we have to observe this Ekadashi Vrata. Um, of course, the real strictures, the the strictures means the strict following. I mean, strict vow of Ekadashi is very very stringent. But Shri Prabhupada has uh, very much gave a very simple formula for us. But still, it involves many factors. So we need to understand all that. So first of all, we will understand some uh, history from the Puranas about how how actually this Ekadashi came about, and then we will go to some excerpts from Sri Prabhupada's books, and uh, what is the Mahadwadashi? Because uh, sometimes Ekadashi is followed on the Mahadwadashi day. So what is that exactly, and uh, what we can and cannot eat on Ekadashi? So <clears throat> these are the topics for today. so it can take quite a while so we'll begin right away hari krishna so stories of ekadashi first is from padma puran so i have actually sourced these stories from you know, devotees articles on uh, on the internet so i have read this many years back but it's a good refresh for me and uh, <clears throat> i just put it here because as we know if you have watched this series sometimes there is some lag in the you know when we open more tabs on the internet browser so i just uh, put it all here okay um this is from the padma puran the story of ekadashi <coughs> so ekadashi for for those who are not um you know from indian background so ekadashi the word ekadashi means eka means one dasha means 10 so 1 and 10 11 ekadashi means the 11th day of the fortnight so either the waning fortnight or the waxing fortnight so the moon uh, takes 15 days for going from new moon to full moon and from full moon to new moon so the 11th day is the ekadashi day <clears throat> so it comes twice a month This article was originally written in 1956 by Sri Navin Chandra Chakravarti a disciple of Srila Bhakti Siddhant Saraswati Thakur 
1979 translated into English by Venkat Das Brahmachari. So, in 1956, this was in, I think, Bengali, if I'm not wrong. So, original article. So, that original article was translated into English in 1979. So, many devotees are very inquisitive about the appearance of Sri Ekadasi and about her special characteristics. Therefore, I am presenting this description from the 14th chapter of the Padma Puran from the section entitled Kriya Sagar Sara. Once the great sage Jaimini Rishi said to his spiritual master Srila Vyasadev, O Gurudev, previously by your mercy, you described to me the history of the glories of the Ganga river, the benefits of worshipping Vishnu, the giving of grains in charity, the giving of water in charity and the magnanimity of drinking the water that has washed the feet of the Brahmanas. O best of the sages, Sri Guru, now, with great enthusiasm, I desire to hear the benefits of fasting on Ekadashi and the appearance of Ekadashi. I hope uh, this text size is visible for you all. <clears throat> so, this is in Sanskrit. I will just go to the English. O Gurudev, when did Ekadashi take birth and from whom did she appear? What are the rules of fasting on the Ekadasi? Please describe the benefits of following this vow and when it should be followed. Who is the utmost worshipable presiding deity of Sri Ekadashi? What are the faults in not following Ekadashi properly? Please bestow your mercy upon me and tell about these subjects as you are the only personality able to do so. Srila Vyasadeva, upon hearing this inquiry of Jaimini Rishi, became situated in transcendental bliss. O Brahmana sage Jaimini, the results of following Ekadashi can only be perfectly described by the Supreme Lord Narayana because Sri Narayana is the only personality capable of describing them in full. But I will give a brief description and answer to your question. At the beginning of the material creation, okay, before we go further, so already Sri Vyasadeva said, we, I will describe it in brief. So actually this presentation is in even brief because there, is, uh, there are stories for each and every Ekadashi. There are 26 Ekadashis. Uh, 24 usually. In 12 months, there are 2 each. But in Purushottam month, Purushottam Mas, which comes in the third year, um, every 3 years, then that, that is a lunar leap year. So, solar leap year comes one is, once in 4 years, whereas lunar leap year comes once in 3 years. So, we have one extra month in that year. And... In that month, there are two more Ekadashis, so it's 26 Ekadashis. So, each of these Ekadashis have a different story in the Puranas. So, we're not going through all that now. Maybe some other time, I don't know. But uh, for now, we will just um, understand the main significance of Ekadashi and what to follow and how to follow. <clears throat> At the beginning of the material creation, the Supreme Lord created the moving and non-moving living entities within this world made of five gross material elements. Simultaneously, for the purpose of punishing the human beings, he created a personality whose form was the embodiment of sin, Papa Purusha. The different limbs of this personality were constructed of the various sinful activities. His head was made out of the sin of murdering a Brahmana. His two eyes were the form of the sin of drinking intoxicants. His, his mouth was made of the sin of stealing gold. 
his ears were the form of the sin of having illicit connection with the spiritual master's wife not just with any other woman spiritual master's wife his ears his nose of the sin of killing one's wife his arms the form of the sin of killing a cow his neck made of the sin of stealing accumulated wealth his chest of the sin of abortion his lower chest of the sin of having sex with another's wife his stomach of the sin of killing one's relatives his navel of the sins of the sin of killing those who are dependent on him his waist of the sin of self appraisal his thighs of the sin of offending the guru his genital of the sin of selling one's daughter his buttocks of the sin of telling confidential matters his feet of the sin of killing one's father and his hair the form of lesser less severe sinful activities in this way a horrible personality embodying all the sinful activities and vices was created his bodily color is black and his eyes are yellow he inflicts extreme misery upon sinful persons so if you want to imagine how he looks like this is like a black and white version of it <laughs> so so this is a papa purusha so the supreme personality of godhead lord vishnu upon seeing this personality of sin if you want to see him in full let's see him in full i don't know what is the benefit of taking his darshan but we will just just so that you know we can get an idea how he was conceived i don't know i couldn't find a i did a very small search so i couldn't find a color picture of him maybe somebody did it but this is just a black and white one so you get the idea i guess ha uh-huh, there you can see so as i'm zooming in and out it's taking quite a, quite long to actually uh you know respond so i'll just go back to the original size again and uh, we will continue with the narration okay the supreme personality of godhead lord vishnu upon seeing this personality of sin began to think to himself as follows i am the creator i am the creator of the miseries and happiness for the living entities i am their master because i have created this personality of sin who gives distress to all dishonest deceitful and sinful persons now i must create someone who will control this personality after this time sorry at this time shri bhagwan created the personality known as yamaraj and the different hellish planetary systems those living entities who are very sinful will be sent after death to yamaraj who will in turn according to their sins send them to a hellish region to suffer and then this papa purusha will take care of the suffering of them after these adjustments had been made the supreme lord who is the giver of distress and happiness to li- to the living entities went to the house of yamaraj with the help of garuda the king of birds so here we need to understand that the lord is actually not willingly the giver of distress and happiness of the living entities so it is because of our pervert perverted desires 
just like a judge he is considered the giver of distress or happiness and usually distress yeah he gives happiness to those who won the case but he gives distress to those who have lost the case so so he, although he is considered to be the giver but the real decider i mean the real factor in playing in those you know uh, situations is the activities of the person the criminal himself so although it is superficially that you know the judge is passing the sentence but actually he is just executing the law which is already there um, so the lord is never to be blamed for our actions namam karmaani limpanti name karma phala spriha and also in the fifth chapter 15th verse we will go to that um i think we will go there and come back because it is important to understand this some people blame the lord you know that's why we have to one second i'll just because many times when somebody suffers they immediately blame the lord without even thinking for a second they will just blame the lord so in the fifth chapter 15th verse of bhagavad gita krishna says nadatte kashchit paapam hmm sorry gone somewhere nadatte kashchit paapam nacheva sukritam vibhuhu agyanenavritam gyanam tena muhyant jantavah chapter 5 text 15 hmm so as usual this software is just going on and on we will try to actually it is good to uh, i'm just <laughs> unable to get to the translation so this is why i try to avoid the software actually while going live lately okay nor does the supreme lord assume anyone's sinful or pious activities embodied beings however are bewildered because of the ignorance which covers their real knowledge because of ignorance everybody commits sin and in the purport prabhu uh, prabhupad mentions here the sanskrit word vibhu means the supreme lord who is full of unlimited knowledge riches strength fame beauty and renunciation he is always satisfied in himself undisturbed by sinful or pious activities he does not create a particular situation for any living entity but the living entity bewildered by ignorance desires to be put into certain conditions of life uh, and thereby his chain of action and reaction begins a living entity by superior nature full of is full of knowledge nevertheless he is prone to be influenced by ignorance due to his limited power the lord is omnipotent but the living entity is not the lord is vibhu or omniscient but the living entity is anu or atomic because he is a living soul he has the capacity to desire by his free will such desire is fulfilled 
only by the omnipotent Lord. In other words, the, the living entities, we are not independent in fulfilling our own desires. Even if I have a material desire, the Lord has to provide for the, the facility for me to enjoy such desires. And so, when the living entity is bewildered in his desires, the Lord allows him to fulfill those desires, but the Lord is never responsible for the actions and reactions of the particular situation which may be desired. Being in a bewildered condition, therefore, the embodied soul identifies himself with the circumstantial material body and becomes subjected to the temporary misery and happiness of life. The Lord is the constant companion of the living entity as Paramatma or the super soul and therefore he can understand the desires of the individual soul as one can smell the fragrance of a flower by being near it. So when you are near a flower, you can smell the fragrance. So the, the um, Paramatma, he is just near us and in the same heart he is sitting. Samane Vrikshe Purusho Animagno. So he is sitting in the same heart. Hridesha Arjuna Tishthati Ishvara Sarvabhutanam. And then he is so close to us, he is smelling our desires. You know, Vasana, that's why it's called Vasana. Vasana means smell. Vasana also means, you know, even in Bhagavad Gita also in the 15th chapter we find that we are carrying our conceptions from life to life uh, just like the air carries fragrance or smell. It can be fragrance or it can be um, stench depending on whether it's more of goodness or passion or ignorance. So, continuing on. Desire is a subtle form of conditioning for the living entity. The Lord fulfills his desire as he deserves. Hmm. Man proposes and God disposes. The individual is not therefore omnipotent in fulfilling his desires. The Lord however can fulfill all desires and the Lord being neutral to everyone does not interfere with the desires of the minute independent living entities. However, when one desires Krishna, the Lord takes special care and encourages one to desire in such a way that one can attain to him and be eternally happy. The Vedic hymns therefore declare, Esha uhi eva sadhu karma karayati tam yam Ebhyo lokebhya unninishate. Esha u eva sadhu karma karayati yam adho ninishate. Unninishate adho ninishate. So the Lord engages the living entity in pious activities so that he may be elevated. The Lord engages him in impious activities so that he may go to hell. So you see again, the Lord engages him. It, it's as if the Lord is making us do all the sins. But no, it's according to our uh, this thing, our uh, desires. This is from the Kaushitaki Upanishad, chapter 3, text 8. Similarly, the Mahabharata, Vanaparva, 31st chapter 27th verse states, Agyo Jantur Anisho Yam Atmanaha Sukhadukhayo Ishvara Prerito Gachet Svargam Vashvabhram Evacha. The living entity is completely dependent in his distress and happiness. By the will of the Supreme, he can go to heaven or hell as a cloud is driven by the air. So why is this said that the Lord is doing it? The Lord is making him do? Because the Lord has no desire to do it. We are forcing the Lord against his desire to do it for us. It's true. Prabhupada said that. We are forcing the Lord against his desire. The Lord does not want us to suffer. But we are forcing the Lord against his desire. That is our minute independence. So he is fulfilling our desire as we want. So because without his 
anugraha or mercy or grace or help, we cannot do anything. Even if you want to perform a sin, without his help, we cannot even perform the sin. So, uh, he gives facility. See? Because somebody has to be, suppose, killed. And then, uh, this person he wants to kill. So, the Lord arranges these two together. And then, this person who wants to kill and the person who has to be killed because of his previous action, they are put together and this person kills the other person. But then, this person, because he has a desire to kill, he will be implicated in another, you know, his own death in another different way. So, in this way, it is very complex how the Lord arranges everything perfectly according to our desires. Whom, who connects with who and how they connect and, you know, all this is very, very complex arrangement. So, the Lord does everything in the background. And that's why it is said the Lord does it. But it is our will. Therefore, the embodied soul by his immemorial desire to avoid Krishna consciousness causes his own bewilderment. Consequently, although he is constitutionally eternal, blissful and cognizant, due to the littleness of his existence, he forgets his constitutional position of service to the Lord and is thus entrapped by nations. And under the spell of ignorance, the living entity claims that the Lord is responsible for his conditional existence. You see, under the spell of ignorance, the living entity claims that the Lord is responsible for his conditional existence. Sometimes the people ask, why did the Lord put us here when he wants us to go out of here? Why did the Lord even put us in the first place? No, no, the Lord did not put us. We wanted to come here. So, the Lord agreed and he put us here. Of course, without him putting, we cannot come here. But then, some, some may ask, yeah, so since, since it is within his control that he can put or cannot put it as he likes, why did he allow us to commit sin? He could have saved us from our sinful thoughts and, you know, plans and he could have saved us and did not allow us the chance to, you know, perform sinful activities so that we can always be happy. Why did he allow it? The reason is, love cannot be forced. Love is not forced. <coughs> love has to come from, from the heart. So, the Lord does not force our love for him. So, if, if we want something else, then alright. If that is what you want, okay, I will give you. But it's not going to be good. But since you asked for it, here it is. So, that's how the Lord um, supplies. Uh, what is that? So, this is from the Ishopanishad verse 8. So, the Lord is maintaining everybody else and He is providing for the necessities and desires of everyone else. So, the Vedanta Sutras, second mandala, first chapter, 34th verse, also confirm this. Vaishamya Nairgrhnaye the Lord neither hates nor likes anyone, though he appears to. Naveda kaschid bhagavam shikirshitam tave hamanasya niranam vidambanam nayasya kaschid dayitostikarhichid dveshyasti yasmin vishamamatir niranam. This is Kunti Devi's prayer in the Canto 1, Chapter 8, Text 29. So, she says that um, people in general have this opinion that you are partial to your devotees and you are against, you, you are envious towards your non-devotees. But actually, this is not so. They don't understand. They are bewildered. They don't understand your pastimes. Uh, 
you are equal to everybody but it is just it looks as if in this way and therefore they are bewildered so this is kunti devi's prayers i don't i don't want to go there because again it will become slow so we'll go back to the narration so he created the papa purusha with all the different limbs and then he to control him he he you know he created yamaraj so so that the papa purusha can only punish those who are sent to him by yamaraj not that everybody else you know he can just um, ruin so only yamaraj whoever he sends he will he will punish them so after these adjustments had been made the supreme lord who is the giver of distress and happiness to the living entities with the background knowledge of the verse we just read went to the house of yamaraj with the help of garuda the king of birds when yamaraj saw that lord vishnu had arrived he immediately washed his feet and made an offering unto him he then had him sit upon a golden throne the supreme lord vishnu became seated on a throne whereupon he heard very loud crying sounds coming from the southern direction he became surprised by this and thus inquired from yamaraj from where is this loud crying coming you think the lord doesn't know the lord does the lord feel surprised at any time surprise is when you do not know something and it just comes like that so what does the lord does not know so this is all is leela yamaraj in reply said o deva the different living entities of the earthly planetary systems have fallen into the hellish regions they are suffering extremely for their misdeeds the horrible crying is because of suffering from the inflictions of their past bad karma after hearing this the supreme lord vishnu went to the hellish region to the south when the inhabitants saw who had come they began to cry even louder <laughs> you know sometimes when the child is crying and when the parents try to you know like give some attention to the child and the child cries even louder to make him more you know get more attention so and it is also i mean devotees when they are in helpless situation they cry out for the lord of course they were not devotees but the lord himself came before them for some reason then when they started to cry even louder the heart of the supreme lord vishnu became filled with compassion just like a parent when the child cries even louder the mother will become okay softer you know so where is it coming from it's coming from the lord the lord is you know always uh, like like the mother and father he is always affectionate towards us when the inhabitants saw okay they cried louder and the supreme lord's heart became filled with compassion lord vishnu thought to himself i have created all this progeny and it is because of me that they are suffering of course it is not because of him <laughs> he is just feeling like that they asked for it and of course the lord gave the facility <clears throat> one may ask if the lord gave the facility for them to enjoy see they wanted to enjoy on their own so why did the lord not just give them the facility to enjoy why did they give him why did he give them the suffering which they did not ask for so it's like this so everyone who wants to enjoy are put in this material world and if everyone wa- everyone wants to everyone given the chance wants to enjoy to the maximum so in other words everyone will become a brahma right everyone wants to be the biggest controller that, that they can be in this material world so and if i encroach upon your happiness and you encroach upon my happiness and there's no law how to how to you know how can everybody enjoy at the same time we cannot how can everybody be a brahma huh? suppose okay 
okay this man he wants to enjoy all the women of the world and another man he also wants to enjoy all the women of the world and all the women also enjoy, want to enjoy all the men of the world it cannot happen so there has to be some controlling factor so that controlling factor is the law of karma mm. so that uh, everyone can enjoy as they want you know just like in any country in any country uh, there are rules you know uh, otherwise given a chance everybody if there is anarchy if there is no government everybody will, will want to do their best they will murder someone or they will do anything to get their enjoyment there's no you know there's no thinking anymore just i want to enjoy whatever i, I will do I, I i want to do i will do so in that way is complete chaos so to have at least some peace there has to be law and order so that is exactly this law of karma so if i transgress on somebody else's happiness then there is karma involved so in this way so there is check and balance so in that way i can be controlled you know so this karma is necessary <clears throat> or if everybody is just given a different different world because everyone wants to enjoy with whom he will enjoy if everyone is in one particular universe one person in one universe then with whom he will enjoy because, so he needs other people so we can't be in in our, in our own domains of ultimate happiness you know competitor of the lord so we have to be together so this material world is that place and the karma is there to regulate all this srila <clears throat> vyasadev continued oh jaimini just listen to what the supreme lord did next so he said i created all this progeny and it is because of me that they are suffering then listen to what he did next so there is sanskrit but i'll just go to the english after the merciful supreme lord thought over what had what he had previously considered he suddenly manifested from his own body from his own form the deity of the lunar day ekadashi afterwards the sinful the different sinful living entities began to follow the vow of ekadashi and were then elevated quickly to the abode of vaikuntha oh my child jaimini therefore the lunar day of ekadashi is a self same form of the supreme lord vishnu and the super soul within the heart of the living entities shri ekadashi is the utmost pious activity and it is situated as the head among all vows among all vratas ekadashi vrata is the chief following the ascension of shri ekadashi that personality who is the form of the sinful activity gradually saw the influence she had he approached lord vishnu with doubts in his heart and began offering many prayers whereupon lord vishnu became very pleased and said i have become pleased very pleased by your nice offerings what boon is it that you want the papa purusha replied i am your created progeny and it is through me that you wanted distress given to the living entities who are very sinful but now by the influence of shri ekadashi i have become all but destroyed o prabhu after i die all of your parts and parcels who have accepted material bodies will become liberated and therefore return to the abode of vaikuntha if this liberation of all living entities takes place then who will carry on your activities <laughs> there will be no one to enact the pastimes in the earthly planetary systems you see how he is praying <laughs> if everybody goes back to vaikuntha then this earth this 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 material world will be empty and who will do your pastimes here and how you will do your pastimes here <laughs> so he is thinking about the lord's pastimes or he is giving an excuse of the lord's pastimes for his own existence <clears throat> but because they are actually is created by the lord in fact the the fact is that this material world is for his enjoyment as well for example he wants to show his anger in the in the spiritual world there is no anger 
So in the material world, he came as Narsimha and he tore apart the demon. Such activities are not there in the spiritual world. Those are only there in the material world. The killing of the demons doesn't happen in the spiritual world. So, but he has that spirit of a warrior, spirit of, a, you know, that anger, everything. So, where he exhibits? He exhibits in this material world. So, this place is also for his own pastimes, for his own Leela. Mm. But of course, at the same time, there are many rebellious souls. So, for that, for their deliverance, deliverance also, he comes. O Keshava, if you want these eternal pastimes to carry on, then you please save me from the fear of Ekadashi. Hmm. No type of pious activity can bind me, but Ekadashi only, being your own manifested form, can impede me. Out of fear of Sri Ekadashi, I have fled and taken shelter of men, animals, insects, hills, trees, moving and non-moving living entities, rivers, oceans, forests, heavenly, earthly and hellish planetary systems, demigods and the Gandharvas. I cannot find a place where I can be free from the fear of Sri Ekadashi. Oh my master, I am a product of your creation, so therefore very mercifully direct me to a place where I can reside fearlessly. Srila Vyasadeva then said to Jaimini, After saying this, the embodiment of all sinful activities, Papapurusha, fell down at the feet of the Supreme Lord Vishnu, who is the destroyer of all miseries and began to cry. After this, Lord Vishnu, observing the condition of the Papapurusha with laughter, Lord Vishnu was laughing, began to speak thus, O Papapurusha, rise up, don't lament any longer, just listen. And I'll tell you where you can stay on the auspicious lunar day of Ekadashi. On the day of Ekadashi, which is the benefactor of the three worlds, you can take shelter of foodstuffs in the form of grains. There is no reason to worry about this anymore because my form as Sri Ekadashi Devi will no longer impede you. After giving direction to Papa Purusha, the Supreme Lord Vishnu disappeared and the Papa Purusha returned to the performance of his own activities, which is punishing the sinful. Therefore, those persons who are serious about the ultimate benefit of the, for the soul will never eat grains on the Ekadashi Tithi. Tithi means the date. According to the instructions of Lord Vishnu, every kind of sinful activity that can be found in the material world takes its residence in the place of foodstuff grain. Especially on Ekadashi. Um, Whoever follows Ekadashi is freed from all sins and never enters into hellish regions. If one doesn't follow Ekadashi because of illusion, he is still considered the utmost sinner. If he doesn't follow Ekadashi because of illusion, he is still considered the utmost sinner. So, all the kind of sins are in the grains on Ekadashi. Even the killing of, you know, here it is said, For every mouthful of grain that is eaten by a resident of the earthly region, one receives the effect of killing millions of Brahmanas. It is definitely necessary that one gives up eating grains on Ekadashi. I very strongly say again and again, on Ekadashi, don't eat grains, don't eat grains, don't eat grains. Three times Vyasadeva is saying, whether one be a Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra or of any family, he should follow the lunar day of Ekadashi. From this, the perfection of Varna and Ashrama will be attained. Especially since even if one by trickery follows Ekadashi, all of his sin become destroyed and he very easily attains the supreme goal, the abode of Vaikuntha. So, this is one story. Now, there is another story. This is from the, second story is from the Garga Samhita. 
This is a conversation between Srimati Radharani and the gopis who were the Yajnasitas of, um, you know, when Ramachandra Bhagavan was in the Dandakaranya forest when he was in Vanavas. So, there were many rishis who wanted to have conjugal relationship with the Lord. And the Lord said, no, this life, this life I am Ekapatni Vrata. I have only one wife. I have vowed to take only one wife. But in my next appearance as Krishna, uh, then you will have the opportunity to associate with me, all of you. So, those um, rishis have become gopis in the Krishna Leela time. Now, where they came from, everything is stated here. So, this is actually 53 verses in Sanskrit, this, this uh, part. Um, so, we will now study. I uh, will just read the translations and uh, not the Sanskrit. And the Sanskrit also is not properly formatted. So, it doesn't matter. We will just read the English translation. I hope you can see the text. Hmm. Sri Narada said, O king of Mithila, please hear the story of the Yajnasitas that became gopis, a sacred and auspicious story that fulfills all desires and removes all sins. So, Yajnasitas are those rishis who were in Ramachandra's time. In the south, in a country named Ushinara, where in the south is a country named Ushinara where for 10 years it did not rain. Wow, it's very bad. Fearful that it would never rain, the wealthy Gopas there travelled. Gopas means the cowherd men who were there in the south. They travelled with their families and cows to the circle of Vraja. From south they went to the Vrindavan. O king, with the help of King Nanda, they made their homes in beautiful and sacred Vrindavan by the shore of the beautiful Yamuna. So, these um, Gopas, they came from south to all the way to Vrindavan, Braja. And Nanda Maharaj, being the king of the Vrindavan, uh, he arranged for their accommodations. And they, he built their houses and everything. In this way, they started staying in Vrindavan. Fearful that it would never rain, the wealthy Gopas travel. Okay, they went to circle of Raja. They have made their homes in beautiful and sacred Vrindavan by the shore of the river Yamuna. Beautiful Yamuna. The Yajnasitas, who had received a blessing from Lord Ramachandra, took birth in their homes as beautiful gopis decorated with splendid youthfulness. So, those Yajnasitas became the daughters of these Gopas who travelled from the... Now, you see... 10 years of famine or drought. Now, it looks very bad. But you see how the Lord has another plan for that. Because then, then they travel there and then the gopis, I mean those, you know, those sages took birth there. So, sometimes we do not know why things happen. So, we just have to wait. So then, O king of kings, when they saw handsome Lord Krishna, they became bewildered with love for him. Now, this bewilderment is not like a, you know, in ignorance. This is complete uh, purity, spiritual agitation. That is not same as lust. 
So, to ask what vow they might follow to attain Krishna's mercy, they approached Sri Radha. So, the gopis approached Radharani to ask her what vow, what vrata should to follow so that I can get Krishna's mercy. The gopis wanted to know. The gopis said, O Radha, O beautiful lotus-eyed daughter of King Vrishabhanu, please tell us what vow we may follow to attain Lord Krishna's favour. O Radha, you have made Lord Krishna, whom even the great demigods cannot approach, into your submissive servant. You are the most beautiful girl in all the worlds. You have crossed to the farther shore of the deep meaning of all the scriptures. Mm-hmm. That means she has, she is beyond all scriptures. She, all the scriptures are to what? To help us navigate the ocean of material existence and go to the other shore, uh, to the kingdom of God. But she has crossed the farther shore of the deep meaning of the scriptures. She is already in love of Godhead, love of Krishna in the most highest and pristine form. So nobody can even match. <clears throat> Sri Radha said, To attain Lord Krishna's mercy, you should follow the vow of fasting on Ekadasi. In that way, you will make Lord Krishna into your submissive servant. Of this, there is no doubt. <laughs> the gopis said, O Radha, please tell us the names of the different Ekadashis throughout the year, month after month. How should the different Ekadashis be observed? Sri Radha said, During the dark fortnight of the month of Margashirsha, November-December, in order to kill the demon Mura, the holy day of Ekadashi was born from the body of Lord Vishnu. So, this killing of the Mura demon and in connection with the appearance of Ekadashi, this story I do not know. I Maybe we have to do more research. <laughs> mm. But we have just heard the story of how he created Ekadasi um, to save the sinful people in the hellish regions. Desiring your welfare, I will tell you the names of the 26 most sacred Ekadashis that appear in the different months. Their names are Utpatti, Moksha, Safala, Putrada, Shattila, Jaya, Vijaya, Amalaki, Papamochani, Kamada, Varuthini, Mohini, Apara, Nirjala, Yogini, Devasayani, Kamini, Pavitra, Aja, Padma, Indira, Pasankusa, Rama, Prabodhini. These are the 24. There are also two more Ekadashis, both named Sarvasampatprada, during the extra month of leap year. In this way, there are 26 Ekadashis in all. A person who chants the names of these 26 Ekadashis, a person who chants the names of these 26 Ekadashis attains the result of following Ekadashi for one year. Who doesn't like a shortcut? <laughs> Just chanting the names of these 20 Ekadashis, I mean 26 Ekadashis, attains the result of following Ekadashi for one year. Of course, it doesn't mean that I'll just chant, this is nice Prabhu. No. No, but uh, <laughs> we have to take from our Guru, Srila Prabhupada, so we have to still follow everything. O girls of Raja, please hear the rules for observing Ekadashi. On Ekadashi, one should control the senses and sleep on the ground. On Dvadashi, one should eat only once. Everybody likes to eat on Dvadashi, big feast. Prabhu, Ekadashi finished, big feast. <laughs> Here it is said, on Dvadashi, one should eat only once. Of course, Shri Prabhupada did not enforce all these things. So, but you see, if you want to really follow, <laughs> 
During Ekadashi, one should be pure-hearted and very clean, wear clean garments, drink water only once, only once, rise for Brahma Mahurta and bow down to Lord Krishna. Bathing with well water is an inferior, inferior kind of bath. Bathing in a pond is better. Bathing in a lake is better than that. And bathing in a river is better still. In this way, one should bathe. On Ekadashi day, one should be free from greed and anger. And one should not talk to sinful people, atheists and offenders. A person who follows the vow of Ekadasi should not talk to liars, offenders of brahmanas, sinners, debauchees, thieves, adulterers and the ill-behaved and immoral. In the home, one should with devotion in the heart worship Lord Krishna and offer him food and a lamp. Of course, as devotees, we should do this every day, offering him food and lamp. From the brahmanas, one should hear the stories of Lord Krishna. See, this is very important. Uh, we should hear the stories about Lord Krishna on Ekadashi. There should be more reading, more chanting, more service. Uh, one should absorb himself in Krishna. One should offer Dakshina to them. This is another thing. One should keep a vigil, singing the glories of Lord Krishna throughout the night. That vigil means Jagaran. See here. Punah Ratrao Jagaranam. See, Ratrao Jagaranam Kuryad Gayan Krishna Padanicha Katah Shrutva Brahmane Bhyod Dadyat Saddakshinam Punaha Ratrao Jagaranam Kuryad Jagaranam means not to sleep. Actually, Ekadashi means um, from the start of the day. So, don't eat anything and just chant and read and you know do service and then this whole day not sleeping and then in the night also not sleeping until the next day, until the breaking of the fast. Mm. So that is actual way of doing Ekadasi. Of course, again, Srila Prabhupada did not enforce all this. Just enforce the fasting from grains. Mm. Then, when Ekadasi is ended and the Dasami has come, one should avoid these ten things. I don't know why it is said this. When Ekadasi ended, Dasami day comes. No, actually, when Dasami day ends, Ekadasi comes. I don't know. So, actually, I think it's the other way around. Maybe it's translated wrongly. Because I don't understand the logic. When Ekadasi has ended and the Dasami day has come. If you see the Sanskrit. Ooh. Kamsam, Mamsam, Masurams. Chakodravam, Chanakam, Tathasakam, Sakam, Madhuprapannam, Chapunar, Bhojana, Maithunam, Vishnu, Vratetu, Kartavyedam, Syam, Dasha, Varjayet, Dutam, Kridam, Chanidram, Chatambulam, Dantadhavanam. See, actually, this is actually when Dasami ends and Ekadashi starts. So, eating from a one should avoid these 10 things. Eating from a brass dish. Where are we? Eating flesh. So, eating from a brass dish, eating flesh. So, this is meant for even those who are not devotees. So, devotees, of course, they will never eat flesh. But even those who are non-devotees, they should follow the vow of Ekadasi. That is the injunction, actually. So, uh, so, for them, if they are meat eaters, they should not eat flesh on Ekadasi. Masur dal, which is the red dal, red lentils. 
and uh, kodrava grains, chickpeas, spinach, honey and the food of others, eating twice, that means one should only eat once if one wants to eat and 10, sex. One should also avoid gambling, playing, sleeping, chewing betel nuts and brushing the teeth. Even brushing the teeth is uh, not to be done. Uh, that is actual uh, way. On Ekadasi, one should avoid harsh speech, slander, theft, violence, sex, anger and speaking lies. On the Dvadasi, means on the next day, on the 12th day, one should avoid brass utensils, flesh, liquor, honey, oil, speaking lies, pushti, shashti and masura, masur dal. Actually, as, as Vaishnavas, we never touch the masur dal at all, the red dal. By following these rules, one should observe the great vow of Ekadashi and Dvadashi. The gopis said, O noble-hearted one, please tell us when the vow of Ekadashi should be observed. What is the result of following Ekadashi? Please tell us. Please tell us in truth the glories of Ekadashi. If Dvadashi starts within the first 22 hours of Ekadashi, one should not fast on Ekadashi but on Dvadashi instead. So, Note, 1 ghatika in fall uh, equals 24 minutes, 55 ghatikas equal 22 hours. So basically, sometimes we fast on Mahadvadasi. You know, there is, uh, it's not Ekadasi but not suitable for fasting it is said. That is because of this. Uh, if Dvadashi starts within the first 22 hours of Ekadasi, one should not fast on Ekadasi but on Dvadasi instead. So that is, this is the actual... So, Radharani herself is saying this and also there is the more calculations, we will go to that later on. As one avoids drinking a cup of Ganga water into which a drop of wine has fallen, so one should avoid fasting on such an Ekadashi. That means when the, when the within 22 hours the Dvadashi comes, then one should not fast on the, on the Ekadashi, just like Ganga water is very pure, one should take Ganga water immediately, but if a drop of wine has fallen into it, he should have, he should not take that Ganga water. So, it is said that the example, Dashami Phala Matrena Tyajya, Tyajya Chaikadashi Tithihi, Madhira Bindu Patena Tyajyo Ganga Ghato Yatha, Ganga Ghato Yatha, Madhira, Madhira means wine, Bindu means a drop, Patena, fallen, if a drop of wine has fallen, into Ganga Ghatta. Ganga Ghatta means a pot of water of Ganga, Ganga Jal. Tyajyo Yatha, as we don't drink, that means in other words Ganga Jal also should be avoided if there is a drop of wine inside. So, that, that example she is given. So, because Ekadashi is as pure as Ganga Devi, which is coming from the feet of the Lord Ganga and Ekadashi also came from the Lord. So, it is as pure as Ganga, but we should not follow it if it is Within 22 hours, the Dvadashi comes. And if you ask why so, then I do not know. It's just like that. <laughs> what can I say? Radharani herself is saying, so I can't. I don't know. We just have to accept. That is Shastra. When Ekadashi goes into its completion and Dvadashi arrives at the proper time, then one should fast on Ekadashi. Hmm. Oh, girls of Raja, now I will tell you the result of following Ekadashi. Simply by hearing this description, not even following, simply by hearing this description, one attains the result of performing a Vajpaya Yajna. Vajpaya Yajna 
is a kind of yajnas, one of the seven important yajnas that one does as part of karmakandiya activities. Um, so it is one of the main yajnas. A person who follows the vow of Ekadashi and Dvadashi attains the same pious result one attains by feeding 88 Brahmanas. A person who follows the vow of Ekadashi and Dvadashi attains the same pious result one attains by feeding 88 Brahmanas. A person who follows Ekadashi attains a pious result thousands of times greater than the pious result attained from performing the ritual of mixing the earth and the ocean. There is a ritual of mixing the earth and the ocean. For they who are drowning in the ocean of repeated birth and death, an ocean muddy with many sins, the vow of fasting on Ekadasi is the best means of deliverance. Ratrao Jagaranam Kritvai Kadasik Vratakrin So even though contaminated with hundreds of sins, a, per time, uh, uh, sorry, a person who keeps a nighttime vigil while following the vow of Ekadashi never sees angry Yamaraj. Uh, as a lotus leaf is never touched by water, so a person who worships Lord Krishna with Tulusi leaves on Dvadashi is never touched by sin. But as we know, we cannot pluck Tulusi leaves on Dvadashi. Hmm. We cannot pluck Tulusi leaves on Tulusi leaves on Dvadashi. So we have to pluck them before Maikadashi, something like that, and then keep them. The result of a thousand Ashramedha Yajnas and a hundred Rajasuya Yajnas are not equal to even a sixteenth part of the result of fasting on Ekadashi. One sixteenth of the merit of fasting on Ekadashi um, is more than doing thousand Ashramedha Yajnas and hundred Rajasuya Yajnas. Ashramedha Sahasra Sahasrani Rajasuya Shatani Cha Ekadashi Upavasya Upavasasya Kalam Narhanti Shodashim. Shodasa means 16. Dashavai Matrike Pakshe Tathavai Dasha Paitrike Priyaya Dasha Pakshe Tu Purushan Uddharen Naraha. Priyaya means wife. Uh, Dasavai matrike pakshe, tathavai dasha paitrike, priyaya dasha pakshe, tu purushan uddhare naraha. A person who follows Ekadashi delivers 10 generations of his mother's family, 10 generations of his father's family, and 10 generations on his wife's family. Yatha shukla, tatha krishna dvayoscha, sadrisham, Phalam dhenuhu, Shveta tatha krishnau bhyo sadrishim payaha. As a white cow and a black cow both give the same kind of milk, so the ekadashi of the bright fortnight and the ekadashi of the dark fortnight both bring the same result. Very nice example, huh? Merumandra matrani, papani shata janma janmasu. Ekam Chaikadashim Gopyo Dahate Tulara Shivat. O gopis, a fire burns a, j- a great pile of cotton. 
so fire burns a great pile of cotton. So a single Ekadashi burns the great Mount Meru of sins committed in a hundred births. So Mount Meru is the greatest mountain in the universe. Very, very big, especially on the Bhumandala. Very, very big mountain. It's like, I think, how many? Hundred Yojanas high. Hundred thousand Yojanas high. That means 800,000 miles high, Mount Meru. So this is that big of a mountain of sins committed in a hundred births can be burnt by a single Ekadashi following. So, O gopis, when either following the proper method or not following it, and whether it is great or small, one gives charity on Dvadashi, that charity becomes as great as a Mount Meru of charity. Mount Meru, again Meru Mandra. Hmm. A person who on Ekadashi hears the stories of Lord Krishna attains the same pious result he would attain by giving great charity everywhere on the seven continents. Ekadashi dine Vishnoha Shrinute Yohare Katham Sapta Dvipavati Sapta Dvipavati Daneyat Phalam Labhate Chasaha Sapta Dvipa Seven continents. See, the Vedas also, Ratharani is also saying seven continents. We have seven continents. So our Vedas are you know, full of complete knowledge. It's not that Radharani did not know geography. She only knows how to love Krishna, she doesn't know anything else. Of course, that loving Krishna includes everything else. So anyway, coming back. A person who bathes at Shankhodhara Tirtha and gazes at the deity of the Lord Gadadhar there does not attain even one sixteenth of the piety one attains by fasting on Ekadashi. Actually, today is Gadadhar Pandit appearance day. But Gadadhar Pandit is uh, incarnation of Radharani. In the Panchatattva, Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita Gadadhar. What is Gadadhar? Gada means mace, club. Dhar means one who holds a mace. So actually Lord Narayana's name is Gadadhar. Because he has a, a, a mace, a club, um, Shankha Chakra Gadapadma. Uh, four things, Shankha, Shkonch, Chakra, the disc, and then uh, the wheel, the Sudarshan wheel. And then um, Gada, Gada means the mace or the club and Padma is the lotus flower. So Gadadhar means actually the Na- Lord Narayana, but Gadadhar, Gadadhar Pandit also was named in the same way. So this, today is actually his appearance day by the way. So but this is not about, about that Gadadhar, this is the Lord Gadadhar Narayana. A person who makes 400,000 pilgrimages to Prabhas, Prabhasakshetra, Kurukshetra, Kedarnath, Badrikashram, Varanasi and Shukrakshetra during eclipses of the sun and moon and gives great charity there does not attain even one sixteenth of the piety one attains by fasting on Ekadashi. 400,000 pilgrimages to all these places and great charity on the eclipses day but still less than one sixteenth of the piety. So this is to encourage, you know, of course this is true also, but this is to encourage the karmis to do like this, comparing with all the material uh, pious activities. But a devotee is not exactly calculating like this, he is just interested in uh, engaging in more service. He does, not, he, does not, he does not want, oh this much pious, oh I want um, piety of 1000 one ashramadha yagnas and 100 rajasoya yagnas, yes, yes. 
he is not interested. This is to uh, induce the karmis who are interested in all these things to, in, to ask them to follow Ekadashi. It is not just lies, it is true also. But for, uh, for Vaishnavas, they are not uh, for uh, getting any reward out of this. They just want to engage in more service. But we will just read because Radharani also said this. Hmm. O gopis, as Lord Shesha is the best of serpent, Seshanag, as Garuda is the best of birds, as Lord Vishnu is the best of deities, as the Brahmanas are the best of castes, as the Banyan is the best of trees and as the Tulsi leaf is the best of leaves, so fasting on Ekadashi is the best of sacred vows. A person who follows Ekadashi attains the result of performing austerities for 10,000 years. O girls of Raja, now I have described to you the result of following the vow of Ekadashi. Uh, please follow the vow of Ekadashi at, at once. What more do you wish to hear? So, this is a nice picture of Lord Krishna's lotus feet. Take darshan. So, then we will go to the next story. We are just in the section 1 of it. There are 4 sections. So, this is Ambarish Maharaj and Durvasamani. This is from the Srimad Bhagavatam. So, Sri Prabhupada actually translated this. Now, chapters 4 and 5 of uh, Canto 9 of Srimad Bhagavatam. Now, this story highlights the importance of the Paran time. Paran means, um, as much as it is important to follow the Ekadashi, Paran, Paran means the time of, I mean, the Paran means to break the fast. Paran. So, um, there is a particular time interval in b- between which we have to break the fast. That's why we have the time, you know, on Dwadashi. Maybe from, in Singapore it is like 7, 2 to 11, 9, around that time usually. I mean, 7 to 11, like that. So, in other places, according to the sunrise, it depends where, when it, when it is there. But that 4 hours usually, sometimes it is less for different reasons. But you see the, those time, within the time, the breakfast has to be done. Otherwise, if we miss breaking the fast in that time, then our Ekadashi vow is as good as not done. So, this is also a rule. So, why it is like that? Again, I do not know. This is the Lord just gave us like this, we just follow like that. If there is reason, if the Lord reveals, we will know. If not, we will just follow. (laughs) Even if the reason is there also, we will still follow. So, anyway, we are following, right? So, that is more important. Our whole thing is to just agree to what the Lord says. Karishya vachanam tava. That is our... Devotee means Karishya vachanam tava. What is your vachana? What is the meaning of your vachana? What is the what is the logic behind your vachana? That is does not matter. Karishya vachanam tava. Whatever you say, I will do. Hmm. Why did you say like this? Why you did you not say like that? No, that's not, not my business. So, this story actually is from the ninth canto of chapters 4 and 5. But this is just a summary of those chapters. So, you will get the entire idea of the story here. So, once Maharaj Ambarish, this Maharaj Ambarish was a great king, you know, great devotee. He engaged all his senses in the service of the Lord. So, once Maharaj Ambarish uh, was worshipping the Supreme Personality of Godhead in Vrindavan, observing the vow of Dwadashi. On Dwadashi, the day after Ekadashi, he was about to break his Ekadashi fast. When he was about to break his Ekadashi fast, because there is a time, no? so between the time he started 
he wanted to break the fast, but then Durvasa Muni came. Um, the great mystic yogi Durvasa appeared in his house and became his guest. So now, if you do not know about Durvasa Muni, Durvasa Muni is a great sage, mystic yogi, very, very powerful. He is in fact a partial expansion of Rudra, Lord Shiva. And he very easily gets angry also. And he, if he is pleased, he will give blessings. Like Kunti Devi. She was blessed by Durvasamani to call any demigod and have a child with her, uh, a child with them. So, Kunti Devi, that's why out of her, uh, I mean, eagerness, at the age of 16, I mean, as a, as a virgin, she wanted to, before even marriage, she wanted to just test out of curiosity. And then she called the Surya, the, the sun god, and he immediately came and that's how Karna was born. And of course, it became for... Because of social stigma, she, she let the child in the river you know, on a basket and let the basket on the river and then somebody else picked up a washerman. Uh, washerman. Yeah, so, in that way, he came to be known as uh, not a Kshatriya, but actually he was a Kshatriya. Anyway, so Durvasamani gave her blessings because he was pleased with Kunti's service as a young girl. And then, uh, if he becomes angry and he will curse also, very badly. So, this Durvasamani came to as a guest of Ambarish Maharaj and became his guest. So, the Vedic culture of receiving a guest and especially a great guest like uh, Durvasamani, any great sage, sadhu, Atithi Devo Bhava. Atithi means not just any guest. Uh, tithi means what? Tithi means date. So, when there is a date and time appointment, that is called Tithi. When somebody comes without an without making an appointment, atithi, atithi. There is no tithi. There is no appointment made. He just came, barged in, you know, uh, just gate crash. That is called a gate crash. <laughs> so when somebody gate crashes, that is called atithi. So especially, only one class of people have the privilege of gate crashing into people's houses. Um, atithi. They are the sadhus, the brahmacharis, the sannyasis. They don't require an invitation from the. Uh, they have the right to go to anybody's house. They have the right. Of course, now in Kali Yuga, all those rights are taken away. <laughs> and they'll put a, you know, no trespassing, you know, you'll be shot dead or something like that. <laughs> These things. <laughs> there. If you see 4th Kanto, actually, uh, 22nd chapter, verses 9, 10, 11, you know, you'll see that a poor man's house is very pious because easily a sadhu can enter that house. But a rich man's house, very, very difficult. And it is just like a, you know, a, a, a tree in which venomous snakes live, you know. So, where a sadhu is not allowed into the house, that is actually a, a, a house of snakes. So, <laughs> so the great guest came, Durvasamani, appeared in the house and became his guest. King Ambrish respectfully received Durvasamani, respectfully received. Not that he put a board there, you know, dogs beware, you know, like... No. So, King Ambarish respectfully received Durvasamani and Durvasamani, after accepting his invitation to eat there, went to bathe in the Yamuna river at noon time. So, now, uh, Ambarish Maharaj asked him to have uh, eat. So, he said, okay, I will eat, but first I will go and bathe in the Yamuna because it was in Vrindavan. So, I will bathe in the Yamuna and come out and come back. Because he was absorbed in Samadhi, he did not come back very soon. So, Durvasamani was lost in meditation. 
so he did not come. Maharaj Ambarish, however, upon seeing that the time to break the fast was passing, drank a little water in accordance with the advice of the learned Brahmanas, just to observe the formality of breaking the fast. So actually he asked, he is a great devotee, so he asked the Brahmanas, the council of Brahmanas, every king used to have a council of Brahmanas, who will advise him on Shastric principles, on what you should do and how you should do, and any difficult situation, how to navigate through the situation, they will give all counsel. So, and they were not paid for that by the state. And they voluntarily do that. So now, he counsel, he asked the Brahmanas, what should I do now that the breakfast time is going to end and then Durvasamuni doesn't come and as a, as a great guest and I cannot say, I cannot eat before the guest. That is the etiquette. I cannot eat before the guest. So I have to serve him first. So and then I have to eat. But now, what can I do? And now I cannot eat because I have not served my guest. And at the same time, I have to eat. Because the Ekadashi fast is passing and Ekadashi is very important because it is pleasing to the Lord. So, what should I do now? I mean, fix now. Then the Brahmana's advice, alright, you, you do this one thing, you just sip a little bit of water. So, water is considered breaking the fast and not breaking the fast. So, in that way, you know, you can adjust the situation, what to do. So, he said, alright, then he drank a little bit water. By mystic power, Durva Samani could understand that this had happened. And he was in the Yamuna. You know, then this thing, this thing happened, he immediately, you know, woke up. Not he was not sleeping. I mean, he, he immediately awoke from his Samadhi, from his meditation. He could understand that this had happened and he was very angry. When he returned, he began to chastise Maharaj Amrish, but he was not satisfied. He chastised him a lot, but he was still not satisfied. Then he, finally he created from his hair, he plucked out He plucked out one hair from his head. And from his hair, he created a demon appearing just like the fire of death. Uh, very horrible demon, like a fire, you know, he appeared. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, however, is always the protector of his devotee. And to protect Maharaj Ambarish, he sent his disc the Sudarshan Chakra, which immediately vanquished the fiery demon. The fiery demon died on the spot. And then pursued Durvasa, who was so envious of Maharaj Ambarish. Durvasa fled to Brahmaloka. He went to Brahmaloka. Brahma said, I cannot help you. Then he went to Shivaloka. Shiva said, I cannot help you. Sudarshan, I, I cannot do anything. And all the other higher planetary systems, but he could not protect himself from the wrath of the Sudarshan Chakra. Finally, he went to the spiritual world. He went to even Vaikuntha. Huh? And surrendered to Lord Narayana. But Narayana said, I cannot help you. Huh? <laughs> you know, because... <laughs> because Lord Narayana could not excuse a person who had offended a Vaishnava. This is one more thing the Lord cannot do. He will not forgive. He cannot forgive a person who has offended a Vaishnava. Hmm. Uh, he cannot... He, the Lord also cannot do certain things. He cannot uh, hide from his devotees. He cannot uh, allow his devotee's promise to be broken and he cannot uh, excuse a person who had offended a Vaishnava. So, so the, therefore, Lord Narayan said, I also cannot help. <laughs> then he said, oh, if you also cannot help, who can help? You know, what, what, what I have now, I am doomed. Then, you know, he was very much hum- humbled by all this. And from behind, the Sudarshan Chakra was chasing and scorching him. And to be excused from such an offence, the Lord said, 
to be excused from such an offence, one must submit to the Vaishnava whom he had offended. And if he agrees to forgive you, then that's the only way. Thus Lord Narayana advised Durvasa to return to Maharaj Ambarish and beg his pardon. By the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vishnu, Durvasa Muni immediately went to Maharaj Ambarish and fell at his lotus feet. And Maharaj Ambarish was not a great yogi, nothing. He was just ordinary person. I mean, of course he was a devotee. But otherwise he did not practice any yoga, he did not have any mystic power, all that. But the Lord is there, Yogeshwara, Yatra Yogeshwara Krishna. He is the master of all mystics. His protection is there then that devotee will become greater than any yogi because the Lord himself will act on his behalf. Uh, same was uh, there, same thing happened in Bhaktivinoda Thakur's life. There was a great yogi, uh, Bishakisen. Uh, he was actually a powerful yogi, not simply some gymnastics and you know like uh, stretching and not become yogi. He was actually a yogi who, who had so many supernatural powers by his tantric yogic methods. And he, he could make anybody you know ill and you know he could uh, cure anybody like this. So, of course, that is another story, we can go into detail another time, but the Lord helped Bhaktivinoda Thakur and that yogi was destroyed. So, similarly, Durvasamani uh, was completely defeated by Maharaj Ambarish because the Lord helped him. Um, because he is like a child, you know, uh, a child takes shelter of a big, big, I mean, a big strong man can easily beat up and kill a child. But uh, when the child is taken uh, protection of a father who is much stronger than that strong man, oh, then he is in trouble, you know. So, similarly, Lord Vishnu is the strongest among anybody else. So, a devotee takes shelter of him. So, however strong this opponent may be, uh, in the face of Vishnu, he is nothing. In the face of Krishna, he is nothing. So, in that way, Krishna will help the devotee. So, now, Maharaj Ambarish, he was not proud. Ah, ah, Durvasa, you understood who I am? No, he did not say like this. <laughs> he was naturally very humble and meek. This is devotee. Even though he wins, he is not proud. You know, He in fact felt bad on the other hand. He felt bad that Durvasa Muni had to suffer so much for one year. And he, was, he felt so bad that he felt himself the cause of this whole problem that has come to Durvasa Muni. And he fasted one year. One whole year he fasted. Because uh, this, this Durvasa Muni was going one year to Brahmaloka, Shivaloka, and Vaikuntaloka, and all these things happened for one year. And Ambarish Maharaj was just waiting there, standing in the same place without moving for one year. He felt so bad that I have disrespected my guest. I have put my guest into such a great inconvenience. This is how Ambarish Maharaj was thinking. He was not like, oh, now you understood who I am. Uh, you know, <laughs> he was not like that. <clears throat> so, he being naturally very humble and meek, felt shy and ashamed, you see, ashamed, you see, because Durvasamani had fallen at his feet and thus he began to offer prayers to Sudarshan Chakra just to save Durvasa. Then he said, his prayers were like this, what is this Sudarshan Chakra? The Sudarshan Chakra is the glance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead by which he creates the entire material world, sa aikshata, sa asrichata. This is the Vedic version. The Sudarshan Chakra, which is the origin of creation and is most dear to the Lord, has thousands of spokes. This Sudarshan Chakra is the killer of the prowess of all other weapons, the killer of darkness and the manifester of the prowess of devotional service. It is the means of establishing religious principles. Huh? 
परित्राणा साधुनाम विनाशाय से दुष्कृताम इसी कृष्णा सेट धर्म संस्थापन आर्था आर्थाय संभवाम युगे युगे सो ही ही सेव्स द डिवोटीज ही किल्स द डीमंस एंड ही एस्टैब्लिशेस द रिलिजियस प्रिंसिपल्स सो फॉर किलिंग द डीमंस सो नारायण हैज चतुर्भुज रूप फोर हैंड्स सो शंख चक्र गदा पद्मा शंख एंड पद्मा द कॉन्शियल एंड द लोटस फ्लावर इज फॉर ब्लेसिंग द डिवोटीज एंड चक्र एंड गदा देयर वेपन्स टू किल द डीमंस सो परित्राणा साधुनाम विनाशाय से दुष्कृताम सो द डिस्क इज वेन्ट फॉर विनाशाय से दुष्कृताम सो इन दैट वे द रिलीजियस प्रिंसिपल्स कैन अगेन बी एस्टैब्लिश्ड सो इट इज द मीन्स ऑफ एस्टैब्लिशिंग रिलीजियस प्रिंसिपल्स एंड इट इज द किलर ऑफ ऑल रिलीजियस एक्टिविटीज रिलीजियस एक्टिविटीज विदाउट हिज मर्सी द यूनिवर्स कैन नॉट बी मेन्टेन्ड एंड देर फॉर द सुदर्शन चक्र इज एम्प्लॉयड बाय द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड वेन महाराज अम्बरीश डज ब्रेड द सुदर्शन चक्र बी मर्सिफुल the sudarshan chakra mind you sudarshan chakra is also a person it is not just like a lifeless disk no it is also a person just like krishna's flute is also a person everything in the spiritual world is a person hmm. this is just, even the cloth that krishna is wearing is a person that's why radharani sometimes they they are very envious of the cloth that krishna is wearing oh he has the you know full uh, you know uh, facility for always embracing the lord and we don't have such facility no they are envious of the cloth and they are envious of the flute oh flute you are you are you are although you are a male you are shamelessly drinking the lips from i mean the nectar from krishna's lips we are supposed to kiss him uh, who why are you doing it are you are you not ashamed of this homosexual activities <laughs> in this way they were uh, having in their in their transcendental madness they were talking like this so everything is a person the sudarshan chakra is also a person hmm material things are only in existence in this world matter is dead here in the spiritual world everything is living even the stones are living mm. so um when maharaj ambarish does pray that the sudarshan chakra be merciful the sudarshan chakra being appeased refrain from killing durvasamani and thus achieve the sudarshan chakra's mercy uh, refrain from killing durvasamani who does achieve the sudarshan chakra's mercy Uh, by the mercy of amrish maharaj he got the sudarshan chakra's mercy and like that he got vishnu's mercy durvasamuni does learn to give up the nasty idea of considering a vaishnava an ordinary person vaishnava jati buddhi uh, archya vishnu shiladhir gurushu naramathir vaishnava jati buddhir to consider the vaishnava like you know uh, from jati from birth oh i am because this is you see Maharaj Ambarish belonged to the Kshatriya group and therefore Durvasamuni considered him lower than the brahmanas and wanted to exercise brahmanical power against him by this incident everyone should learn how to stop mischievous ideas of neglecting vaishnavas hmm vaishnavas should be given the topmost respect hmm after this incident Maharaj Ambarish gave Durvasamuni sumptuous food to eat and then the king who had been standing in the same place for one year without eating anything also took prasad Maharaj Ambarish later divided his property among his sons and went to the bank of Manasa Sarovar to execute devotional meditation. Maharaj Ambarish left his kingdom after that and gave it to his sons and he went to the Manasa Sarovar to execute devotional meditation. In fact, <laughs> after this in 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 this was many millions of years back. 5000 years back again Durvasamuni came during Mahabharat before the war. So he went to Duryodhan's place. At that time all the Pandavas were were banished. Huh? and they were in the forest 
because uh, they were they lost the gambling match and they were in the forest and um, durvasa i mean uh, duryodhan uh, you know he uh, durvasamuni came there and duryodhan made sure that durvasamuni is not displeased because he knows if durvasamuni is get, gets angry he, we are finished by his curse all our thing will finish we will serve him serve him so nicely that he will bless us so he prepared very nice feast and everything not only feast everything with like the grandest reception and everything nice for durvasamuni and durvasamuni was very very pleased with the duryodhan so uh duryodhan uh, what do you want i am very pleased i want to bless you so duryodhan was a rascal so he was a very crooked man so he 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 knows the pandavas were in the forest so he said my dear durvasamuni you are such a great soul you are such a great sadhu i actually am very much hurt to know that you know my cousins the pandavas are suffering greatly in the forest so as you have blessed me my wish is that you also go and bless them so that is what i want then durvasamuni oh this is very nice of you you know you have such great feeling for your cousins so he went and durvasamuni when he came he did not come alone he came with 60000 disciples 60 60000 disciples so and durvasamuni took very nice care of everybody and fully you know Uh, received them properly so then he said as you have taken you know come here please also bless the pandavas so that their miseries will be reduced a bit then uh, durvasamuni yes yes I, i will do that i will do that very nice of you you know the very good boy then he went duryodhan was like laugh these pandavas are going to get it now because what they will 60000 people he is coming with and then what they will cook in the forest for him ha huh? definitely he is going to be angry with them and he will curse them and that's it they are there they will be even in more trouble this is going to be fun to watch so durodhan went i mean durvasamuni went to the forest durodhan was anxiously waiting for the news what will happen so durvasamuni went and he went to the um, hut where the pandavas were there and then uh, uh, yudhishthir maharaj yudhishthir maharaj and the, all the five pandavas and draupadi were there so the um yudhishthir maharaj said uh, my my dear sadhu oh please uh, take your bath in the river with all of your disciples and we will prepare a nice um, feast for you uh, prasadam for you uh, please you go and come so we will prepare all arrangements so and the pandavas have an a, a, a pot called akshay patra akshay patra akshay patra means patra means pot akshay means unlimited so it is a pot given by uh, surya the sun god that it is a very special pot so during the vanavas or during the forest you know dwelling days you know during the um, exile they were in the forest so it is very difficult to cook and everything so the uh, they were awarded this pot and uh in that pot as long as draupadi does not eat for the day she can bring as many dishes out of that pot as possible whatever they want will come out of the pot just by desiring it will come out of the pot but if for that day draupadi has eaten that's it it will not work again next day only so yudhishthir maharaj was very confident of serving all the 60 61000 60000 not 61000 60000 and 
Durvasamani and his 60,000 disciples. He was very confident of serving them because he had the Akshay Patra. So, he said, uh, Draupadi, please uh, prepare uh, the, all the foodstuff for them. We can create, a, I mean, prepare lavish prasadam for the sadhus. Then Draupadi said, oh, how is this possible now? I have eaten everything. Then Yudhishthir Maharaj was like, oh, now how to serve this Durvasamani? Then, then they have no, they are devotees, so they just thought of Krishna. Krishna, you only you can help. And Krishna, although he was somewhere in Dwaraka, immediately appeared. And in the forest, from where? He has appeared. He is everywhere. Antar Bahira Vastitam. He is in every molecule, in everybody's heart. So, he just appeared. So, he appeared. Then he said, um, oh, don't worry. Then he, you give me the Rakshapatra. Then he took the pot. And in the pot, she, Draupadi cleaned it, but she could not clean it properly. By the Lord's arrangement, she did not clean it properly. There was one leaf of shark. Shark means the spinach. Little bit was there, stuck to the pot. He just took that and ate it. He said, that's it, that's enough. Then he gave the pot back and he left. So, what happened? So, when Krishna ate, all Durvasamani along with his 60,000 disciples in the water, in the river, big confluence, big Big, you know, like as if it was a Kumbh Mela, it was like that. 60,000 people, you know, at once. So, all of them suddenly felt very full in their stomach. Like as if they cannot even eat one thing. And Durvasamani said, let us go from here. We cannot go to Yudhishthir Maharaj. Because if we go there, uh, and he is a big, he is a very great Vaishnava. Lord Krishna is very close to him. Uh, I already got my back burnt once with Sudarshan Chakra because of Ambrish Maharaj. I don't want to get burnt again. I know what is the power of Vaishnava. We cannot offend them. If we, if we go there and then if he, if he serves it and if we don't eat, then he will be offended. And then again Sudarshan Chakra will come after me. We will just go away from here. Quietly we will go away. <laughs> Durvasamani along with his disciples went away. And then Yudhishthir Maharaj was saved. You know, Yudhishthir Maharaj waiting. What happened? And he, Krishna said, he will not come. He has eaten. So, like this, so, Durvasamani learned his lesson of not offending Vaishnavas and he did not repeat the mistake with Yudhishthir Maharaj and all the five Pandavas who were very great devotees of the Lord. So, we have uh, digressed quite a bit but we will come back. <laughs> so, this is the story of Ambrish Maharaj. So, we have finished the story part of it. Now, next part. <clears throat> some excerpts from Srila Prabhupada's books and his teachings, sometimes his letters also, I think. <clears throat> so, what Prabhupada said about Ekadasi and, you know, what are the basic understanding? There are many, many quotations. Actually, Haribhakti Vilas, Sanatan Goswami has, in fact, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked him to write everything in detail about everything about devotional service and he also particularly mentioned about Ekadasi also. So, there are so many nice verses in Haribhakti Vilas about Ekadasi and all. Um, even those rules have been relaxed by Prabhupada quite a bit and we were only given very little of it. So, once somebody asked Prabhupada, should we chant 25, 25 rounds of Hare Krishna on Ekadasi? Then Prabhupada said, why just 25 rounds? You should chant as many as possible. Real Ekadashi means fasting and chanting and no other business. When one observes fasting, the chanting becomes easier. 
when one observes fasting the chanting becomes easier so on ekadashi other business can be suspended as far as possible unless there is some urgent business hmm shri prabhupad letter to jadurani 9th july 1971 hmm so of course it is a, it has become a practice of uh, hari krishna devotees to chant 25 rounds on ekadashi although shri prabhupad never explicitly mentioned it but because it is always good to do more so devotees usually do 25 rounds minimum some people do more also <clears throat> but the whole point is to chant to do service you know just engage in krishna service and minimize the bodily demands this is about food i have duly received the bananas you sent and you can send it, send me these dried bananas tons and tons dried bananas so the not the fruit bananas the vegetable banana so dried you can send me these dried bananas tons and tons it is very useful and can be nicely used for our ekadashi food stuffs after drying the bananas you can make powder just like flour and out of this you can make prepare puris halwa pakoras and other fruit products shri prabhupada to govinda dasi october 27 1969 so ekadashi food stuffs so actually we are now doing this kind of thing drying all the we have a, we have got an what is a dehydrator we can't put it under the sun here but uh, we have a dehydrator which is doing that we are drying all the fruits and you know different um vegetables sometimes so it is actually turning out very nice and it can be kept for very long you know so anyway going forward ekadashi is observed for increasing the strength of devotion in fact bhaktivinoda thakur also has sung madhavati thi bhakti janani i forget the second line so madhavati thi bhakti janani that that one line is actually enough madhavati thi bhakti janani so madhavati thi means this ekadashi and janmashtami all these appearance days this is bhakti janani the mother of devotion shila jeev goswami this is from the purport of 7 canto 7 chapter 14 texts 20 to through 23 in the purport shila jeev goswami has given quotations from many shastras stating that the shraddha ceremony of oblations to the forefathers should not be performed on ekadashi tithi hmm. shraddha ceremony means the you know for the departed soul it cannot should not be performed on ekadashi tithi when the tithi of the death anniversary falls on the ekadashi day the shraddha ceremony should be held not on ekadashi but on the next day on dwadashi in the brahma vaivarta purana it is said ye kurvanti mahipala shraddham chaikadashi chaikadashi dine trayaste narakam yanti data bhokta cha prerakah if one performs the shraddha ceremony of oblations to the forefathers on the ekadashi tithi then the performer the forefathers for whom the shraddha is observed and the purohit or the family priest who encourages the ceremony all go to hell Hmm. So another Chaitanya Charitamrita Adilila chapter 15 text 9 translation and purport so translation his mother replied this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mother because he asked her to follow the Ekadashi Vrata his mother replied my dear son i will give you whatever you ask then the lord said my dear mother please do not eat grains on the Ekadashi day from the very beginning of his childhood life sri chaitanya mahaprabhu introduced the system of observing a fast on the Ekadashi day In the Bhakti Sandarbha by Shri Jeeva Goswami, there is a quotation from the Skanda Puran admonishing that a person who eats grains on Ekadashi becomes a murderer of his mother, father, brother and a spiritual master and, and even if he is elevated to a Vaikuntha planet, he falls down. 
on ekadashi everything is cooked for vishnu including regular grains and dal but it is enjoined that a Vish- vaishnava should not even take vishnu prasadam on ekadashi it is said that a vaishnava does not accept anything eatable that is not offered to lord vishnu but on ekadashi a vaishnava should not touch even mahaprasadam offered to vishnu although such prasadam may be kept for being eaten the next day it is strictly forbidden for one to accept any kind of grain on ekadashi even if it is offered to lord vishnu then in the next verse mother sachi said uh, sachi sachi devi is the mother of chaitanya mahaprabhu you have spoken very nicely i shall not eat grains on ekadashi from that day she began to observe fasting on ekadashi so why she did not fast before so this is explained in the purport it is a prejudice among smartha brahmanas that a widow a widow must observe fasting on ekadashi but a woman who is sadhava who has her husband should not fast on ekadashi it appears that before lord chaitanya's request sachimata being sadhava uh, not vidhava vidhava means widow sadhava means um, um, with husband who whose husband is not passed away sachimata being sadhava was not observing ekadashi sri chaitanya mahaprabhu however introduced a system that a woman even if not a widow must observe the ekadashi day and must not touch any kind of grains even those offered to deity of vishnu so chaitanya mahaprabhu changed the system that even whether she is sadhava or vidhava it doesn't matter every woman has to follow the ekadashi you should um, recommend the avoidance uh, this is actually chaitanya mahaprabhu's instructions to sanatan goswami on how to direct the devotees about all kinds of devotional practices and that is and these instructions of chaitanya mahaprabhu later manifested as sanatan goswami's book which is hari bhakti vilas so chaitanya mahaprabhu is giving the direction you should recommend the avoidance of mixed ekadashi and the performance of pure ekadashi this is again that mahadvadashi principle you should recommend the avoidance of mixed ekadashi which is not shuddha ekadashi uh, recommend the avoidance of it so on the mahadvadashi the thing is taken so you should also describe the fault in not observing ekadashi one should be very careful as far as these items are concerned if one is not careful one will be negligent in executing devotional service so chaitanya mahaprabhu stressed this principle to sanatan goswami so these are some of the quotations there are so many quotations but we are just going brief and basically there are other quotations which uh, echo the same things that are already said um now the next section mahadvadashi now what is this mahadvadashi why do we not sometimes fast on ekadashi so that is this explanation is given some devotees also ask me these things why do we sometimes fast on dwadashi and not ekadashi so again i quoted the same thing here the chaitanya mahaprabhu's instruction to sanatan goswami you should recommend uh, this is from chaitanya charitamrita madhyalila chapter 24 text 342 you should recommend the avoidance of mixed ekadashi and the performance of pure ekadashi you should also describe the fault in not observing ekadashi one should be very careful as far as these items are concerned if one is not careful one will be one will be negligent in executing devotional service and this article the following article was written by one devotee his name will be given in the, i think manonath manonath das 
Manunath Prabhu, who is Prabhupada's disciple. So now this is the article actually. Mahadwadashi. Sometimes due to the manner in which Ekadashi Tithi and Dwadashi Tithis are positioned in relation to the sunrise, there are eight different cases. The Vrata is observed on the Dwadashi and the fast is broken the next day, the Trayodashi. Such a fast is called a Mahadwadashi to distinguish it from a regular Dwadashi, which is the day to break the Ekadashi fast. So the moonrise and the sunrise is not, are not at the same time. So there are the, our calendar is according to lunar calendar. So the the sun calendar, you know, what tithi falls at the sunrise, that determines the tithi for the day. And then, you know, the 22 hours of cycle. If the dwadashi enters before 22 hours, then then before sunrise it enters already. So so these things actually make some. Um, so, because of this, there are eight different cases like that, um, which are can be grouped into four. So, you know, for each case, there will be two subsets. So, anyway, it's very technical. Those who know astrology, even I do not know the exact nitty-gritty of all this. But those who know astrology and are more conversant with that science, they will be able to tell everything very, very clearly. But I'm just repeating whatever I have read. Srila Prabhupada, what you said about Dwadashi. So, regarding your questions about the calendar almanac, so how to do Vaishnava calendar and all that, so he was giving directions. Hera Panchami is correct, 9th July 1970. Uh, then second point, when there is an important Dwadashi, the Ekadashi fasting is transferred on the Dwadashi and this is called Mahadwadashi. The 26th October 1970 is actually Dwadashi, so the fasting is observed together or Ekadashi fasting is disregarded. And the Dwadashi, Mahadwadashi fasting is taken as important. This is a, his letter to Pradyumna, uh, Los Angeles, 29th April 1970. This Pradyumna Prabhu was very expert in Sanskrit and all. So he used to understand all these things. So Mahadwadashi, if Mahadwadashi is in force, fasting is prohibited on the Ekadashi, but the observance is done on the Dwadashi. Why? As already said, there may be several reasons amongst which there are one. If Ekadashi begins after sunrise and ends before sunrise the next day, you see, it, if Ekadashi begins after sunrise and ends before the sunrise the next day, it is considered lost, too short, thus not full and impure. And therefore, the next day is called Unmillani Mahadwadashi. So, each of the Mahadwadashi also has names. So, Unmillani Mahadwadashi and the Ekadashi is too short. That is one reason why Mahadwadashi will come. So, another reason, if Dwadashi begins after sunrise, so Ekadashi is alright, but Dwadashi begins after sunrise and ends before sunrise on the next day, Trayodashi, it is also lost and it is to be observed as Trisprisha Mahadwadashi. On that day, uh, on, in that case also, um, Mahadwadashi I mean, the Ekadashi fasting has to be followed on the Dwadashi day. Hmm. Although Ekadashi is alright, but the Dwadashi is lost. So, then this is called Trisprisha Mahadwadashi. Actually, I, 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 I mean, how to say, when I prepare the calendar every year, you know, we have the have a temple calendar. So, I am the one who prepare the dates and everything. I see the Vaishnava calendar and I always see this words, Trisprisha Mahadwadashi and Vyanjali Mahadwadashi, Pakshavardhina Mahadwadashi. I never understood what it was. Now I understand to an extent. 
not entirely but at least now i get an idea of what it is so if dwadashi falls on the sunrise two days in a row the first dwadashi becomes vyanjali mahadwadashi so again the dwadashi ekadashi may be all right again but it won't be all right because if two days the dwadashi is on sunrise that means ekadashi is already before it already ended before the sunrise so anyway so here the consideration is of dwadashi not ekadashi so the if dwadashi falls on sunrise two days in a row the first dwadashi becomes vyanjali mahadwadashi so again the ekadashi fasting is done on that mahadwadashi and fourth point when the following amavasya so ekadashi dwadashi all are all right but the following amavasya or purnima falls on sunrise two days in a row preceding the dwadashi sorry when the following amavasya or purnima falls on sunrise two days in a row the preceding dwadashi becomes pakshavardhini mahadwadashi paksha based so uh, paksha based mahadwadashi so it is not exactly the ekadashi is pure but actually it's mixed so but it is not it is full mahadwadashi also is full but uh, amavasya and sunra- or purnima they happen for two consecutive sunrises then that is called pakshavardhini then that dwadashi has to be followed not the ekadashi so it's called pakshavardhini mahadwadashi so there's a categories of mahadwadashis this was contributed by manu manunath prabhu who is prabhupada's disciple so that is a good information so we are indebted to him so in this way this is about mahadwadashi and coming to the final part which is actually quite lengthy but i think we will just do it because we will just do it one shot this is about the food what we should and should not eat on ekadashi because after all this is what devotees actually want to know but actually we should also know that ekadashi is not about what we cannot eat what we should not eat um, oh am i eating something it's all not about eating at all <laughs> if we are on, always concentrating on what to eat and what not to eat then we have missed the total point of ekadashi which is to actually engage in devotional service of krishna um but again um there are rules on what you can and cannot eat and actually it has been some gray areas also some things are not as clear so this article is taken from a facebook post but this post is also not completely authentic there is some things which are not correct and in the comments of this post which i did not include here there has been some uh, evidences given by prabhupada's disciple where in this article for example there is one place he says mustard seeds can be eaten but then in the comments prabhupada's disciples they reply that no um, this devotee he was with prabhupada and he is saying here that prabhupada did not use mustard seeds so there is this kind of thing so we don't use mustard and sesame seeds although in one classification it may be considered a grain but in other classification it is considered a seed and not a grain so there are so many uh, confusions in what you can eat and cannot eat the best way to avoid all these troubles is not to not eat anything but it's not possible for everybody and therefore fruits if you take fruits and water you'll be just fine you know but if we want to really explore what can and cannot be eaten then you know these are all the instructions and sometimes especially we are when we are 
um, receiving devotees who are coming from overseas or something like that and they are, they are coming on an ekadashi you have to offer them something right so it is good to know also what is the, what are things and Prabhupada also was not he like he said you see give me that banana dried banana and we can make a flower and make, we can make pakoras and all these things so Prabhupada did not like really uh, advocate complete nirjal fast although if you do nirjal fast it is good um, it is the strictest way the gold standard of following ekadashi but at the same time, Srila Prabhupada knew that we are not, and he himself did not follow uh, like that as well. So, it is not a must. So, we should follow what Srila Prabhupada has given us. If we can follow more, fine, but minimum we should follow. So, anyway, with that in mind, let's quickly try to read this. It will take, li- take a while, but, and it is not all properly formatted as well. The paragraphs are all not proper, so it will be a little confusing to see the wordings, but We'll just bear with it and go on. So, this is how he starts the article. There has been a lot of confusion over the years about what to eat and what not to eat on Ekadashi. Today, we are no nearer to what is permissible and not, or not on Ekadashi. As there are many ways to observe Ekadashi and there is no definitive guide book or law book on it. Some practitioners have a more strict set of guidelines regarding the individual ingredients. So, such a list would be simultaneously helpful and controversial. Since Ekadashi these days and since, sorry, since more than just Hare Krishna devotees observe Ekadashi these days and since the borders have been blurred for some, this has been the cause of confusion. We shall on our website go on a limb, go out on a limb and publicly announce to the world that this is what you can and can't consume on Ekadashi. We are pursuing this matter rather seriously because certain Hindu organizations don't want to publicly state what can and what can't be consumed on this most holy days of holiest of days due to the fact that lots of foods are still grey areas. The gold standard would be to fast on Ekadashi without consuming a drop of water and remain awake for the night. So that is Nirjala. Jala means means water. Nirjala means without even water. Fasting without even water. Nirjala fast. Some of our devotees here also do that. I did it in the past for some but I don't at the moment. moment. Srila Prabhupada saw the impracticality of this in the modern age and advised that we abstain from the grains and beans on this day and increase our devotional service with additional chanting. This being said, we advocate the standards set by Srila Prabhupada. This is not to say that there are no other standards out there, some more and others less stringent. We do not wish to argue the merits of the various approaches but provide this information as a guide to allow individuals to decide which option to exercise. We feel there is a lot of misconceptions about Ekadashi. When you read the Kathas on Ekadashi, the heroes and the characters of the Kathas derive enormous benefit from accidentally or unconsciously observing this holy vrat or fast. If you receive that kind of Punya Karma, blessings, merits, mercy, from unconsciously fasting, surely people who knowingly attempt the vrat can't be worse off. Everyone starts and needs to start somewhere. You can't start observing every Ekadashi as Nirjala. The Ekadashi fast that comes in June where no water is consumed immediately. That means you can't start observing every Ekadashi as Nirjala immediately. It often takes time and sometimes people are never able to follow it up. But rather than Ekadashi being projected as impossible to observe, we should make clear the basics and urge individuals to perform the Ekadashi fast correctly. Many websites seem to simply demoralize individuals by publishing long lists of prohibited foods. 
I am better than you. Na 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 type of syndrome. <laughs> this is so unfortunate that when we think after reading about the benefits of Ekadashi on the day, so many benefits are bestowed upon the individual, but apparently eating a brinjal eggplant, which is not a grain and not a meat derivative, including onion, garlic at all, is catastrophic. Hmm. Grains must be avoided on Ekadashi as they have a detrimental effect on our body. On Ekadashi, with regards to the moon, it plays havoc on our body, havoc with our body. The water in the sea and so many other things are affected by the position of the moon. Grain food eaten on Ekadashi retains water. Grain food eaten on Ekadashi retains water and since the moon plays such havoc with water, it affects our health adversely. So this is medical aspect of um, Ekadashi. So the essence of this fast is to decrease eating and sleeping so that one can spend as much time as possible on hearing, chanting and remembering Shri Krishna. There are some practitioners who diet on Ekadashi are, sorry, there are some practitioners whose diet on Ekadashi are much more strict than others. Those who fully observe this fast do not eat, drink or sleep on this day. Others consume fruits and milk and spend more time being absorbed in chanting the Lord's names and reading our scriptures. To increase the austerity means to increase the benefit of this fast. So some follow a stricter regime, but one should not impose it on anyone else. That's not cool. I mean, his language is a bit wrong. <laughs> so we can quote so many do's and don'ts yet. Uh, yet Srila Prabhupada gave us a simpler and easier formula for observing Ekadashi. Srila Prabhupada, understanding the inadequacies of the present day society, did not insist on a very strict following of Ekadashi other than refraining from mainly rice, dal and beans, expecting devotees to increase their hearing and chanting of the Lord's names and pastimes. There is a variety of prohibited vegetables, carrot, eggplant, broccoli, etc. mentioned in our scriptures, especially the Kurma Puran. But Srila Prabhupada never enforced this rule nor followed it himself. Thus, it is acceptable on Ekadashi for devotees to consume any vegetable while refraining from mainly rice, bean and dal. A complete fast even from water was not expected by Srila Prabhupada or his followers. Still, if one is able to perform this austerity with increased hearing and chanting, it was very much appreciated by Srila Prabhupada. In India, most people who fast on this day refrain from a range of vegetables including tomatoes, cauliflower, eggplant, lady's fingers, I mean lady fingers, okra or bindi and leafy vegetables and do not use any spices except pepper, rock salt and cumin, jeera. Srila Prabhupada specified food grains and beans, pulses as food foods that must be avoided on Ekadashi. One may use spices for cooking. You should not use powdered asafoetida, hing, since it generally contains grains. The whole asafoetida, hing, which is black in color, is, is used instead. Uh, all grains, pulses and beans, either whole or ground into flour, rice, wheat, chickpeas, basin flour, um, soya, barley, millet, rye, all dals and dried beans and anything that contains these ingredients like papadams, tofu, pasta, grain beverages, vegetables such as green beans, corn, peas, read below what, what we say about this, about, about peas, later it will come. Oils made from grains like corn oil, soya oil and products that may have been fried in these. Please note that snacks fried in vegetable oil may have been fried in the oils listed above. Hmm. What about sunflower oil? 
it is sunflower so there is a seed and not a grain but you can use pure butter ghee simply because we cannot vouch for the sanctity of the refining process for the oil one can also use pure unsalted butter that is why i suggest this is his suggestion um, that people i think his name is alok kumar alok kumar his facebook name was alok kumar maybe he has an initiated name i do not know maybe <coughs> One, uh, sorry, the, once, uh, sorry, one can also use pure unsalted butter. That is why I suggest that people purchase unsalted butter just for that day. You can purchase a little tub of ghee for under 30 rupees. This is an Indian context. And that is enough for a few Ekadashi preps. Personally, this is what I do on Ekadashi or else I use extra virgin olive oil. Do not use any cooking ingredients that might be mixed with grains, such as ghee that has been used to fry puris means that's why we change the oil so if the if some ghee on in which puris were fried we won't use that same ghee or oil to fry maybe ekadashi pakoras or something like that for ekadashi no if the grains have touched the oil somehow or other that oil cannot be used for ekadashi or spices touched by hands dusted with flour that means um, like turmeric powder or chili powder or anything which you know when we use the the powder maybe on a normal day maybe some of the dust of flour flour it may go there and then that kind of powder cannot be used it has it has to be pure and even salt sometimes we put salt like that and then maybe we have touched some grains and then maybe chapati dough we did and then we put the salt into the some sabji so that salt cannot be used on ekadasi we have to open a new packet of salt or something like that so these things have to be followed <clears throat> there is absolutely no doubt about what is not possible permissible to eat on ekadashi anna grains however it is how you translate this word that makes the difference Srila Prabhupada said fruits roots nuts milk if you stick to these types of foods you should be fine of course the sure way is to fast completely. Water of course can be taken except if you wish to do Nirjala fast. One who is very strict, one who is very strictly observing Ekadashi should avoid all spices except pepper, rock salt and cumin. Individuals may observe these rules if they choose, either making their own arrangements for cooking on Ekadashi, eating uncooked foods such as fruits or observing a full fast. This is a heading for the next line, I think. So, just a second. Okay. On Ekadashi, strict followers of Vaishnava uh, regulations avoid eating any Mahaprasad from an offering that includes grains. The Shastra explains that the Papa Purusha, sin personified, takes shelter in grains on Ekadashi and therefore we avoid grains at all costs on the day, not even risking taking non-grain preparations of Mahaprasad from an offering plate containing grains. 
so this is called anukalpa anukalpa means um sorry my leg is a little bit hurting so anukalpa means uh, non grain prasadam <clears throat> but when we are offering to krishna we should offer full because the sin cannot touch krishna or vishnu so he does not need to follow this but we cook for him because we also need to eat but there are extra items like chapatis and rice which are cooked for krishna but not eaten by devotees but uh, other items which are cooked uh, that can be eaten for ekadashi those are cooked so that devotees can eat um ekadashi mahaprasad should be stored until the next day if that is not possible it can be distributed to persons not strictly following vaishnava regulations or to animals in fact mahaprasad maintains its purity on ekadashi despite the presence of papa purusha and therefore it will purify anyone who eats it nevertheless the followers of chaitanya mahaprabhu being strict followers of the vaishnava regulations avoid mahaprasad on that day because their strict sadhana will be hampered by the presence of the papa purusha from an ayurvedic perspective even if especially if one is fasting entirely or even just taking water the malas stools absorbed absorb the toxins in the body when fasting so on the day the fast is broken it is good to it is a good idea to take a gentle laxative consisting of 50 50 warm milk and water with some rock candy to sweeten it generally 4 to 5 cups are drunk up to 7 and within half an hour to an hour one will expel the malas after this at lunch time one takes one's meal of prasadam anyway we don't really strictly follow this but if you want to be an ayurvedic hero then you can follow this <clears throat> one second i was going somewhere else hmm So once again these are the food spices etc you can and can't have on ekadashi this is the following one shouldn't get started about seeds because bananas have seeds and the potato and tomato that everyone eats is also a seed the best principle is articulated below one must ab- abstain from all types of grains and beans including derivatives and anything containing grains and beans this is clearly articulated and not in question also for non vegetarians clearly the additional restrictions of no meat onion and garlic will be relevant beyond that we do not see any value in adding to a list of restrictions but we did anyway the most holy of days should not be spent in trying to sidestep a minefield of taboo foods which frankly is the impression many are left with constantly ekadashi means <laughs> always you know worrying what I, what i can eat today what i cannot eat or, or worrying about eating only you know it is not about it is not at all about that so that is a <laughs> that's what he's trying to say uh, trying to sidestep a minefield of taboo foods <laughs> for most ekadashi for most ekadashi seems to be what do i avoid today instead of the increase my thoughts of lord krishna day you know <laughs> all ingredients used on non ekadashi days must not be used on ekadashi since the possibility exists that grains may have mixed into it it is best to keep separate containers for spices butter and sugar etc that will be used on ekadashi masalas and spice mixes purchased from stores are known to sometimes contain grains onion and garlic 
it is thus best to make one's own masalas which we have provided below um, i think uh, you did not provide it i think but i think in another article in their website what is the technical difference between a grain and a seed technically a grain is a fruit with a single seed fused while a seed is an ovule think egg with an embryo enclosed within in the case of wheat the flower we derive is mainly the ground up fruit part of the grain the wheat germ being the seed part fused within the grain in the case of for instance the millet the ovule part of the seed is so meaty comparatively speaking it has properties reminiscent of the fruit part of grains and in culinary terms we therefore treat them similarly to a grain some grain like see these are very what is a grain and what is a seed is very intricate sometimes therefore there is confusion on what to follow what not to follow sometimes they are classified as one sometimes they are classified as another so this is why different people have different opinions about what can or cannot be eaten <clears throat> but we will just follow what Prabhupada usually generally gave us and we will just get ahead with our ekadashi so anyway here it is some grain like seeds are used as grains like uh, what is this quinoa amaranth buckwheat and millet wheat rice spelt which is another form of wheat and oats are clear cut grains sesame mustard and pumpkin seeds are well seeds but these all sprout if you put them in water so maybe it's a seed but actually it is sometimes considered as grain so in seeds like peas and pea likes parts of the seeds embryo the food storage ones allow, uh, that allow the embryonic part to push up to reach the surface when planted and germinated are when the seeds or peas are dried so mealy in their properties we can grind them up to produce flour like chickpea gram flour for instance that is a substance that in culinary items reminds us of the properties of grain flour and so we treat them as though they were actually ground up grains so in other words peas are considered grains in that way ingredients that one can consume on ekadashi clean salt meaning salt that only used on ekadashi and not on any other day in fact one devotee actually told me uh, that it is best not to use even sea salt because sea salt you know in the sea there are fishes and all that even if you refine them there is fishes so they say himalayan salt is best because it's rock salt you know it's not like the from the sea salt but then again everywhere there are living entities right even on the mountains sarvagata sthanur bhagavad gita says so anyway Prabhupada did not really like say must but he the devotees was saying uh, he was saying that it is better to use Himalayan salt because we don't have to deal with fish or whatever is there in the water but then again um, in fact in if in strict uh, when there are, it is followed strictly they only use that rock salt they don't even use in the temples um, the sea salt also so but um, there's not been such a clear order from Srila Prabhupada so we use even he said once sugar you know the white sugar especially 
the devotees have said you know in the preparation of the sugar you know sometimes the cows the bones of cows are enough um, you know used to make it white or something like that to whiten it I don't know how the, what the process is but they said this and Prabhupada said what to do you know Kali Yuga, everything is contaminated what we can do you know we can like that we can never find a pure ingredient so we will do what is practically possible and what Srila Prabhupada told us and that much we will follow so clean salt Clean sugar, meaning sugar that only used on Ekadasi and not on any other day. Clean oil, meaning oil that only used on Ekadasi and not on any other day. So, if there is a container or a wok full of oil uh, that has been used for another day, the previous day, so that oil has to be taken out and the container fully washed completely so that no grain is there and then put new oil and then boil in that one. Boil or uh, sorry, fry. <coughs> Uh, pure unsalted butter, ghee oil, except those made from grains like corn oil or soy oil cannot be used. Use oils like Helios oil made with sunflower seeds, coconut oil, peanut oil, spices like turmeric ground from raw form, hing in its raw form, not the powdered one. They use grains, they mix grains in it. Cinnamon sticks, because if you don't add grains to hing, I mean the grains powder, it will stick, it will stick. I heard it is from a sap of a tree. Actually, I do not know what hing was until one devotee told me it is from a sap of a tree. So, anyway. So, it usually sticks it seems if it is not added with grain powder. So, that is why grain is added. So, usually do not use the powdered one. Get in its raw form. Honestly, I have never seen hing in its raw form. Thanks to our urban culture. We are not completely disconnected from nature. That's the way things are now. So, cinnamon sticks, bay leaves, ground or whole pepper, tamarind, cardamom, elechi. This can be used. All this can be used. Nutmeg, cloves, ginger, chilies, uh, green or dried red. Uh, curry leaves, mint, which is pudina, coriander, dhania or cilantro, thyme, saffron, basil, parsley, uh, paprika, this basil is uh, not the tulsi, it is uh, the Italian basil, you know, that spice. Uh, paprika, nigella seeds, poppy seeds, uh, and then potatoes, mass yogurt, condensed milk, cottage cheese, that means paneer. Uh, and about this paneer, if you are making it from the milk powder, milk powder has this ingredient called soya lecithin, which is a derivative of soya. It is uh, now, I don't know for what exactly they use it. I did not study that. Maybe there's a good reason why there's soya lecithin. I don't know what lecithin is actually. I you can do a research on Google. What is soya lecithin? So that is usually involved in um, uh, paneer. I mean, in milk powder. So if you're making paneer from milk powder, then you can't use that paneer on ekadasi. Even, even the um, UHT processed milk also has this. Only the fresh milk doesn't have it. So you have to buy fresh milk and make paneer if you want to make paneer. Only that paneer can be used for Ekadasi. If you have cows and a farm, best. I mean, you just take the milk from the cows and make paneer. You don't have to worry about anything. But if you want to buy these packet ones, which I presume many of us are going to do, uh, because we are in the cities at the moment, so we have to take into consideration all these things. And fresh cream, sour cream, 
in other place sour cream Prabhupada said is not you know to be taken so there are some this kind of discrepancies you know regarding yesterday we uh, about double boiled rice parboiled rice so I asked Prabhu he could not he was so busy today um, he could not take it out but he did not know where he saw it he showed us I remember seeing that where he even mentioned that Bhaktisiddhanta Sraswathakur also allowed double boiled rice in his temples and Prabhupada so he showed something like this so he also recollected that but he couldn't find where he saw so we will again look into it and get back to you on that one on the double boiled rice so again so going coming back here yogurt again again yogurt also please take note that if it is prepared with milk which is UHT processed it will contain that soya lecithin so make yogurt with fresh milk and that can be used um, Ruibos tea I don't know what that is green tea I don't know why is green tea here it shouldn't even be consumed by even whether ekadasi or not ekadasi I don't know why it's even here this is nonsense so sometimes so therefore I, I'm saying this article is not completely authentic so there's some mistake although for the most part they have good information it has good information some information is completely off like what is this green tea doing here I mean this is straight up intoxication and if on Ekadashi you take intoxication well and well and good you know <laughs> it's worse than ha having intoxication on non Ekadashi days so forget that I have deleted it so peppers green bananas paneer again from paneer from fresh milk um, and yogurt from fresh milk <coughs> coconut desiccated coconut raisins jaggery pista means pistachio badam means alban, almonds cashew nut cucumber karela which is bitter melon poppy seeds for some poppy seeds is a you know shady thing it's like a drug but actually in Indian cooking there are poppy seeds used for kheer and all this it makes very tasteful mm, but it's not like an intoxicant uh, if you take more of it of course it is but I don't know much about poppy seeds actually but it is there as cooking ingredient and um, pumpkin seeds rose water lemon juice lemons peanuts cabbage butternut gem squash lettuce all kinds of fruits masala if you make your own masala that's fine but I would not recommend purchasing it from shops as these have powdered grains in it so this is another consideration the composition of masala differs regionally with wide varieties across India some common ingredients in this Deepika's Ekadashi's masala actually he has a company called Deepika's masalas or something like this so they also sell he's a devotee and who has this business Deepika's masalas and like that so they have Ekadashi masalas which they make so that's how he's promoting his brand but I mean for devotees who want if, and if they are in India they can maybe look up Deepika's Ekadashi masala are black and white peppercorns dried red chilli peppers ginger powder curry leaves sesame seeds mustard seeds so you see Deepika's Ekadashi masala are common ingredients in this masala are these you know mustard seeds sesame seeds so this again he says mustard seeds and sesame seeds can be used because they are actually seeds they are not grains but then again in the Navadhanya there is sesame also included which considers which makes it grain again so and actually one person who has quoted one devotee called Smarahari Prabhu who was a servant personal servant of Prabhupada at one point of time so he said Prabhupada particularly said don't 
use sesame and mustard seeds. But he says, Prabhupada use mustard seeds. Some say Prabhupada use, some say Prabhupada do not use. So we have to actually get to what actually Prabhupada said because there can be many stories like Prabhupada said this, Prabhupada said that, but there has to be like really where Prabhupada said what, to who, all this, and whether it is recorded or not, everything has to be. So, but we don't eat, we don't use mustard seeds and sesame seeds. That's what we have always been understood. Uh, we have always understood like that. So, for, <laughs> for all of you watching, I, I definitely want to recommend Deepika's Ekadasi Masala. Because they contain sesame seeds and mustard seeds. I mean, he did an advertisement, but, you know, it backfired kind of. So, we'll grow further. Mm, ground turmeric from turmeric stick. Sof, which is fennel. Um, fennel seeds. Cloves, long pepper. Pepali, jeera, cinnamon, ilachi, nutmeg, star anise and dhania seeds. I mean, coriander seeds. Of course, some may add other non-grain ingredients. And talking about this, there is some, th- we used to use varai, which is called moria, moria. <sighs> we have stopped using that. We have always been using that before. But we have stopped because they say it is also good for ikadashi. But, and recently some article came up, says it is green. So, we stopped using that. And uh, sabudana, some people have some uh, apprehensions about sabudana. Because it's prepared unclean or something like that. But, well, there are so many recipes of devotees, Prabhupada's disciples with, sab- with Sabudana. So, at this point of time, we just use Sabudana. So, we, unless, I don't know, if something very compelling comes up, we're going to use Sabudana still. Um, yeah, like that, there, have, there are some confusions about that. Um, of course, some may add other non-grain ingredients. Uh, varying combinations of these and other spices are used in regional variants of masala, none of which is considered more authentic than another. Chili powder, if you make your own chili powder, that's fine, but I would not recommend purchasing it from shops as they have powdered grains in it. Chili powder is a generic name for any powdered spice mix composed chiefly of chili peppers, most commonly either red peppers or cayenne peppers, both of which... Uh, which are both of the species capsicum, capsicum annuum. Well, you can definitely see that I am not a cook or a chef. I don't know much of many of these names. It can be made from virtually any hot pepper, including ancho, cayenne, jalapeno, New Mexico and pashila chilies. Some common ingredients in this Deepika's Ekadashi chili powder is pure powdered chilies, cayenne, jeera, oregano, salt, black pepper, cinnamon, cloves, coriander, nutmeg and turmeric. Of course, some may add other non-grain ingredients. Varying combinations of these and other spices are used in regional variants of chili powder, none of which is considered more authentic than another. Methi seeds. Fenugreek comes from the Trigonella foenum gracum family, plant in the family, Fabacae, I don't know how you even pronounce that, and is a seed from the plant. Jira is derived from the flower and is not a bean or pod. Um, Iskons Juhu temple serves kadi with jeera. Kurmada says, I have already always understood jeera to be absolutely fine on Ekadashi. The whole seeds, not the powder, not ground by yourself. Jeera is a dried seed of the herb, cuminum, siminum, a member of the parsley family. A cumin plant is a herb, herbaceous plant with the fruit containing a single seed. Well, fennel and all that, I don't know. I will share the link, you can read all this up. 
I'm going to more important things now. Uh, the fruit is a sago. Sago is that. It's from a cycad plant similar to a palm tree. This is actually Sabudana, sago. It is the seeds of the cones of the cycad plant and it's a starch extracted from the pith of the sago palm stems. So, sago is a seed and hence can be used on ekadasi. Cheese like tusses, parmesan, mozzarella, feta and with, with no animal rennet in them can be used. But usually I see here parmesan, tusses, they all have um, rennet. So, mozzarella is the only one I saw without rennet. But maybe there are other in other parts of the world you can get parmesan without rennet probably i do not know vanilla is a pod the vessel that contains the seeds of a plant not the seeds themselves it is an, is not a bean so vanilla vanilla can be had buckwheat quinoa although it resembles a grain it is, te it is technically a grass or tapioca one must confirm that these items are not mixed with grains and then you can eat them so ingredients that one can't consume on ekadasi as a rule of thumb, we suggest you avoid products like ready mixed masalas and ready ground products. This is simply because products like ready ground hing are sometimes mixed with rice flour which renders them unusable on ekadashi. We therefore suggest that you use only whole products like pure resin hing. See, it's resin. Resin means like, you know, like a sap of a tree, resin. Like pure resin hing on ekadashi, any type of grains whiz cereal bread wheat flour rice not to say you can't use it what is that rice sorry any types of grains with cereal bread wheat flour rice dals roti chapati all types of beans masala not that you not to say you can't use it yes if you make your own masala like we have given above i don't recommend the masala of the deepikas because they put mustard and sesame seeds um, so, if you make your own masala with the ekadasi ingredients, that's fine, but I would not recommend purchasing it from shops, including I think Deepika's, as these have powdered grains in it. Green beans, what is this? Green beans, coffee, what, why, why, why even coffee is here? You don't know. Maybe for the non devotees. Green beans, coffee, or typical tea like, like five roses onions and garlic, any, any type of meat and alcohol, uh, these are all for non-devotees. I think even that green tea was maybe for non-devotees, I don't know. But actually green tea is an intoxicant. So, in Ekadashi, we cannot take that. But he said green tea can take. I don't know, that's rubbish, complete rubbish. So, anyway, onions and garlic, any type of meat and alcohol, spices like powdered hing, powdered shop turmeric, hmm, that means turmeric powdered in a shop, <laughs> powdered shop turmeric. Cheeses with animal rennet in them, like most of the normal clover cheeses. You have to really look at the ingredients, I'm telling you. You have to be like really very scrutinizingly, like really be very harsh with the ingredients and take only the allowed ones. Even not for ekadas, even normally. If you're buying something which is a processed product, really look at all the, and sometimes there are numbers, E, E, 571 all these things 471 which is like considered beef which is there in ice creams that is not so so, so many things to consider you know um, there's a list of all those additives the food additives they use and where it comes from and all where they come from so we need to keep track of all of that when we are if you're really buying something from a shop 
Mm. Some milk powders it is found generally contains soya lecithin. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. A derivative of soya grain. Corn starch, so milk powders we can't use. At least the one we get it from New Zealand milk powder here. That definitely has soya lecithin. Corn starch often used as a sweetener in many products. They cannot be used. Soft drinks. Starches made from corn or grains and products made from and mixed with these starches like ground spices and hing, baking soda, baking powder. Hmm? Starches made from baking. Oh, baking soda and baking powder. Wow, I didn't know that. Custard, certain yogurts, puddings, cream cheese, candy. Do not use any cooking ingredients that may have been mixed with grains such as ghee. That has been used to fry puris or spices or salt touched by hands dusted with flour. So these things cannot be taken. Uh, I don't know why he did not mention. Even brinjal cannot be taken. I don't know for what reason. Don't ask me. It somehow happened, sneaked itself into the list. I do not know how, but it did. So you can't take a brinjal on Ekadashi. And uh, what else? That's what I remember. So again, then gray, gray area ingredients. These are, you're not sure whether they can be followed because some say can, some say cannot. So let's see what they are. The ingredient, ingredients below are in the gray department. Gray department. And you can use your own discretion to consume them or not. It seems everyone has an opinion on them on the below. Some authorities advise not to consume tomatoes, which by the way is a fruit and not a vegetable. Yeah, actually, if you if you go to uh, Gaudiamat, uh, or even before that, they don't even take potatoes, carrots, anything that go, grows beneath the ground, like the Jains, you know, and also tomatoes and cauliflower and cabbage, because they say it's western vegetables, something like that, not in the east, something. They actually have many more restrictions, but we don't have. Thankfully, Shri Prabhupada, you know, <laughs> gave us some chance to breathe, seeing that we are fallen souls. You know. um, some authorities advise not to consume tomatoes, which by the way is a fruit, carrots, potatoes, cauliflower, eggplant, turnips and beetroots, figs, pumpkin, ladyfinger, ladyfingers and spinach and other leafy vegetables, but I don't see the grains in these foods. He's put in all caps. Yeah, so actually we use carrots, we use tomatoes, we use potatoes, we, use, we don't use eggplants though. We use turnips, we use beetroots, we use figs. We use pumpkin, lady's fingers, spinach, I think we use, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Um, so for me, common sense always prevails. So that's what he's saying. Srila Prabhupada said, stay away from beans and grains. So he's saying, keep it simple. Eggplant. Vaishnavas of the Lakshmi Sampradaya, Sri Sampradaya, tend to avoid eggplant, so does lots of South Indian temples. Uh, somehow it came into our thing also, we, don't, we also don't eat brinjal. Sesame seeds, till sesame seeds come from uh, sesame, in, in, so for him it's a grey area, but for us it's like, no, we, it's a no-go for us. So it is cultivated of first edible seeds which grow in pods, as the name suggests it's a seed and not a grain. So he says, Srila Prabhupada used sesame seeds, mustard seeds. Uh, again, where exactly Prabhupada used, so we need to know if there is an exact recorded thing, event 
or a conversation or something like that where a pastime or something then we need to look at those things but we don't use so it's better not to use see again the point again is if something is not sure if it's if you're not sure about it just don't use it it's the best formula mustard seeds mustard black seeds come from brassica nigra plant as the name suggests it's a seed and not a grain shri prabhupada often used mustard seeds yamuna devi used mustard seeds in her ekadashi recipes well i did not check yamuna devi's ekadashi recipes maybe it's true maybe prabhupada used it i don't know but some say prabhupada did not use it one who actually served with prabhupada he says no no prabhupada said we should not use it but then he says here we can use it so better not use it we don't we are not using it oils reading the above on mustard and sesame oils should not answer whether we can use these oils or not so any oils from the seeds or I mean grains mustard oil we don't use because mustards we don't use sesame oil also we don't use because sesame we don't use soya oil of course we never use at all even though it's not even ekadashi we don't use uh what the other oil yeah so any oil from grains and then uh, shri prabhupada used sesame seeds mustard seeds and peanuts mm, again we somehow tend to disagree with that but peanuts yes peanuts can be used uh, refer to yamuna's table cookbook so he has given some reference here maybe we can find out there but again it's a controversial topic so because some some devotees will accept it some devotees will not accept it we can we will not die without having you know sesame or mustard seeds on that day after all it is so small it even if you take one it is not going to really you know uh, solve your hunger problem so it hardly makes any difference after all so we can live without mustard and sesame seeds for a day at least you know so that's what i feel <laughs> so i think i think we can do away with these things but then because it's the article is about what should and should not be used so he's covering all these things as he understood it but then there have been counter arguments for these things in the comment section which are not included here uh peas a pea is most commonly the more the the small spherical seed or the seed pod of the legume pisum sativum each pod contains several peas pea pods are botanically a fruit since they contain seeds developed from the ovary of a pea flower now one devotee actually commented on this saying that see he is saying botanically it's a fruit and a seed or this or that he is taking two different standards the western standards of classification and the vedic standards of what is a grain or what is, because in navadhanya sesame is considered one of the grains so and mustards these are all considered grains so although western bot, botany botany what is that botany botany i don't know how it is pronounced so western botany may classify it as something else maybe vedic uh, classification is different so that also can cause these uh, confusions so we better stick to our vedic viewpoint because if there are two different standards uh, classifying things then we are bound to get into uh, conflicts um, conflicting uh, classifications of the same thing so so one devotee actually commented like that so i think that is a wise wise comment as well because he is 
doing western and vedic um since they contain seeds developed from the ovary of a pea flower however peas are considered to be a vegetable in cooking so you see is botanically a fruit he is saying but in cooking he is a vegetable but on the other hand if we consume peas then we can have dal isn't it but dal is not allowed on ekadashi so you see the peas is classified as a grain a, a flower and a vegetable i mean sorry a, a fruit and a vegetable at the same time so so we we stick to vedic understanding if peas are said to be grains we just take it and take them as grains and just avoid them we will not die but dal is not allowed in ekadashi as we know from the kathas of ekadashi that papapurusha sin personified hides only in grains on the day of ekadashi and not in seeds and so forth this one is seriously tricky it is true that it is not a grain but a legume and therefore falls into the bean family however it is true that shil prabhupada extended the definition of grain to not just rice but all grain in the form of wheat barley beans etc to be safe it is worth avoiding pseudo grains and flowers that may be used on ekadashi courtesy kurma prabhu kurma.net actually is kurma prabhu is a very great very well known chef and a prabhupada's disciple and he wrote books also on uh, recipes amaranth flower that rajgira atta um is also considered it is milled from the seeds of amaranth plant this flower boasts a higher percentage of protein than most other grains and you see it has more more proteins than other grains even and has more fiber than wheat and rice it also it is also higher in the amino acid lysine and uh, which some food scientists believe makes it a more complete protein than flour made from other grains amaranth flour can be used in cookies crackers baking mixes and cereals amaranth can also be purchased at a as a puffed cereal in whole whole, whole food shops arrowroot flour the root stalks of a tropical plant are the source of this flour often used as a thickener for sauces and desserts the finely powdered arrowroot turns completely clear when dissolved giving gloss to sauces and adds no starchy flavor because of its easy digestibility it is also used as an ingredient in cookies intended for infants and young children you can use it as a grain free substitute to corn flour we actually never use arrowroot flour maybe we can try buckwheat flour a common ingredient in pancake mixes buckwheat flour is also used to make japanese soba noodles in it is available in light medium lean oh, sorry it's available in light medium and dark varieties the dark flour boasts the strongest flavor depending on the kind of buckwheat buckwheat it is milled from you can make your own buckwheat flour by processing whole white buckwheat groats in a blender or food processor buckwheat groats use only the dehusked variety can be cooked like rice yeah buckwheat grains and actually can be cooked like rice but it has to be the dehusked one i have eaten it in russia very very nice and tasty and very nutritious and it's very filling you know of course that's not the point of ekadashi it's all about fasting but you know if you are especially traveling and uh, and we actually just traveled and it was very 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 hungry and even if we fasted we couldn't do any service the whole point is doing service so we needed something and the mataji prepared buckwheat and when we ate it was very very nice and it gave us all the energy back chestnut flower hmm this tan flower is made from chestnuts the meaty low fat nuts 
that are often served as a vegetable. The flour is a sweet, little sweet and is traditionally used in Italian holiday desserts. Italian shops sell it. Potato flour, uh, it can be used. I don't know why he, use, he mentioned all this in the gray area, but this can be used. Potato flour can be used, chestnut flour, and all this can be used. Steamed potatoes, so potato flour is made like this. Steamed potatoes are dried and then ground to a powder to make this gluten-free flour, which is commonly used in baked goods for Jewish Passover when wheat flour may not be used. So quinoa, pronounced quinoa, okay, thank you. Quinoa, okay, that's how it's pronounced. Quinoa flour, flour, higher in fat than wheat flour, quinoa flour makes baked goods moister. Hmm. You can make your own quinoa flour by processing whole quinoa in, in a blender. Stop before the flour, flour is too fine. It should be slightly coarse. Anyway, he's giving all this. And then tapioca flour, dried from the starch of the cassava root. Uh, you can read all these things. I'll share the link. So, water chestnut flour and what else? The Asian ingredients, water chestnut flour. The Asian ingredient is a fine powdery starch that is used to thicken sauces and to coat foods before frying to give them, give them a delicate crisp coating. So coming to the conclusion, of course the above won't be an issue if you just consume milk and fruits for the day which I highly recommend. You can actually avoid yourself a lot of headache, otherwise the whole day you are just worrying uh, what, what can I eat and you're doing all this research instead of doing research on Krishna's pastimes and you know enjoying Krishna's pastimes or reading about them. We are doing research on what I can eat and cannot eat and so the whole thing becomes bodily, you know, bodily concept. So best is to not worry so much and then just chant more, read more, do more service. So conclusion, of course the above won't be an issue if you just consume milk and fruits for the day which I highly recommend. In conclusion, we should like to sum up the debate on the observance, debate, <laughs> on the observance of Ekadasi with the following thoughts. There can be no question of the benefits of observing Ekadasi. Every relation to of, of the benefits of the day shows that even those who accidentally or inadvertently observe the day have derived enormous benefit. Therefore, on this day, let us immerse ourselves in the thoughts of the Lord and in reduced eating. For as long as the Ekadasi fasting does not become Ekadasi feasting, one will derive benefits. We would ad advise to start slowly by initially uh, giving up grains and then progressing to consuming only one grain-free grain meal on Ekadasi. If possible and if one desires it can it if one desires it one can work oneself up to fasting every ekadashi as nirjala ekadashi this however is the gold standard which many will never achieve unfortunately therefore let us focus let the focus of this most holy day rather be the thoughts of the lord rather than sidestepping on uh, sidestepping a minefield of prohibit, prohibited foods <laughs> we can advise you about what you, what to eat or not but ultimately you must make your own decision on what to consume or not Remember again, my humble advice is rather simple and this should be the thumb rule on Ekadashi. If you consider something as grain, then just don't consume. So with that, I would like to conclude the session. Thank you very much for keeping up and bearing with me for all this while. Two and a half hours, two hours, 40 minutes in fact. So any questions? We have a few. Huh. Pavitra Mataji. Two questions. One, regarding the narrations of Varuthini Ekadashi, it's written is to follow the rules and regulations since Dasami. 
and also on dvadashi like eating once and many things what should we do exactly to achieve the merits of ekadashi so yeah so each of the ekadashis have a different story like there is one ekadashi called shaktila ekadashi shaktila ekadashi so in that you can eat til so sesame seeds in other ekadashis you can't so but we we just don't eat in all ekadashis so in fact i don't know the stories of each and every of those 26 ekadashis each of those 26 ekadashis have stories and maybe there can be another session where we can do that but i think i don't think it will finish in one session 26 so but uh, for us we will just do ours is a general rule all the, all the way in all ekadashis uh, that is the base uh, standard that propas set up okay follow this for all ekadashis and for pandav nirjal ekadashi one should do nirjal ekadashi and otherwise it's just normal ekadashi if you can do nirjal well and good best but if you can't um then follow these things and eat very simply and chant in the vaishnava calendar there is story regarding the ekadashis do we need to follow that exactly no as i said um i mean because it's stated in the shastras we will re- we will read it but we don't follow the particular exact rules for each ekadashi because shri prabhupada did not enforce it many things actually if you don't, if you want to follow the shastras we can hardly follow any of these vratas even our chanting you know uh there is a story of jagannath das baba ji he said he wanted to purify his chanting i know what he did for 3 months he wanted to chant from morning sunrise to evening sunset continuously for 3 consecutive months so he was doing that without talking without talking and without passing air hmm without eating without even a drop of water for all this time and after the sunset yes one can take a little bit of water and some a little bit food like that so he was doing it and two months he did and then in the day he by mistake he said something just to his servant just said something or then he realized oh no i have spoken then he said no again from that day he started another 3 months so he said this purascharya is the only method by which our chanting can be purified so if you want to really follow if you want to really get to the you know rules the rules are so strict but see shri prabhupada gave us i mean even 64 rounds that is also rule where is our 64 rounds so 16 rounds only so everything shri prabhupada gave us um he is merciful not because he has reduced the austerity so that we can chant less he is merciful because even if we are so fallen he is agreeing to take us back to godhead that doesn't mean we'll try to we'll slacken even more and then we just follow the base standard um all those different stories we we can read them as part of the because they are part of the scriptures but then we don't need to follow everything what is given by sadhu sadhu shastra guru according to the time and circumstance the guru will give it accordingly the instructions on what shastrik injunctions to follow right i think that makes it clear sunita sharma mataji so she's asking can you take medicines on ekadashi they might contain grains but should be taken every day yeah so for medicines it's a different thing and even sometimes pregnant women they can't um uh, subsist on grainless food so these special cases are different yes you can take medicines prabhupada also he never uh, say you cannot take medicines so medicines yes you can take if one is sick 
um, then he has to, you know, take medicines. So he, you can take medicines. Mm, Sunita Sharma, is there a full list of items that can be eaten on Ekadasi? Well, we just went through the whole list. I will share with you the list. The formatting was what not nice. And some of the things I will take out like sesame and mustard seeds, which definitely are not to be taken. So I will take that out. And we will share the list with you in a day or two because I'll just make the formatting all nice. And I'll share it in the link as a link to in the description of this video on Facebook and YouTube. So you can uh, watch, I mean, you can follow that. Um, Jagan Prabhu, Jagannath Prabhu. For Nirjal Ekadasi, is it okay to take Charanamrita and can take water while doing Achaman? Yes. So, Achaman is when you put on Tilak and when you uh, go into the altar, you must first do Achaman. So, that Achaman water can be taken and Charanamrita you must take. Charanamrita is so important that even while fasting, we have to take Charanamrita. Uh, Krishna Balram Prabhu What happens and what to do next if anyone accidentally or forgot it is Ekadasi and take grains? And Prabhupada said you must fast on Dvadasi the whole day as if it was Ekadasi. So that's the best atonement. Mm, but yeah, if it is by mistake, so to fast the whole Dvadasi, uh, that is the proper way. And also one has to read one chapter of Bhagavad Gita. So that is the proper atonement. Premikash Prabhu, is, it is for those devotees staying in village, sometime in the village, milkmaid use mustard oil to hands sliding down uh, easily to take milk, taken time from cows. So devotees are very careful of that, who buying milk from other hand, which is, should not use for Ekadasi day, which is, but if it's it more safe, if we have our own cows and milk. So what he's saying is, in villages, I did not know this, so he's telling this. So, you know, when you're, you have to excuse me, my knees are really hurting because every day sitting for like three hours. So, so what he's saying is, you know, when you milk the cows, you put some oil on your hand so that it glides smoothly, so that it won't rupture the cow's udder. So sometimes in the villages, it seems, and especially mustard seeds are usually used in Bengal. So he's coming from Bangladesh. So it is a common practice there, I think, from his statement that they use mustard oil to, you know, milk the cow. Then mustard oil will go into the milk for sure. Uh, can go into the milk for sure. So in that case, so he's saying we must be careful where we buy the milk from. Although it is pure milk from the cow, but still if it is mustard oil used for milking the cow then again that's a problem so we have to be careful unless we have our own cow and we know what we're doing then uh, then it's a different thing so that's a good point actually i didn't know that so city people we don't know this those who are in village they know the practical things about life we if we don't have a supermarket we don't know where to get the milk from <laughs> we don't know where to get the vegetables from we don't know where to get the rice from we can't plant anything we'll just die uh, but those in villages, they actually know how to live. We know big, big things, but we don't know how to live, simply. So, basic life uh, skills we don't have. So, anyway, I think um, that's that's it for the day. That's it for the session. And uh, I don't know if anything else is there. Thank you all for patiently waiting. I think some of them already left. 
how of course uh, vishnu prabhu has uh, shared many quotations from hari bhakti vilas from the age of 8 to the age of 80 a person should fast on all of the ekadashis on both the light and the dark parts of the month so in like this there is is it okay if you offer only fruits on ekadashi to krishna so actually krishna must be offered everything but of course uh, you can give that offerings you can keep it for the next day even grains actually krishna can be offered everything but of course uh, you can offer only fruits fruits to krishna also on ekadashi but actually for krishna is no fasting so even in temple we we offer everything even the grains but uh, the grains they can be distributed to those who are not devotees those who don't know anything about anything and uh, at home basically you can you can just offer fruits it's not a problem you know you can offer fruits and um to krishna and then eat them eat them like that all right thank you very much thank you for all your appreciations and all the classes and please share these videos with others so even if it's not live um they can still watch it and still still they can benefit and especially the videos on the morning program uh, please share it with others because the more people know about the importance of this then they will become stronger devotees so we can help others in this way so thank you again jai shri prabhupad ki jai ekadashi vrat ki jai nitai gaur premanande